0: Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah and I'm recording this intro alone because we forgot to record one on the evening because we're super organised people. In today's episode we are reading chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince featuring our wonderful friend Nikita. This is an extra long episode full of amazing things so grab yourself an alcoholic beverage and join us on this drunken reminiscent journey. Hello again. Hi. Hello. We have a guest on. We have our wonderful friend Nikita. Hi. Potentially the smartest person. I that think we've... she's the smartest uh... person I know. Yeah, and definitely that we've had on the podcast. How rude! I wonder to if you still be blank that. out names of other guests here. Well, Neil got a tutu,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you'll still be saying this at the end of the episode.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we will. I don't like you've colour coordinated your notes. Charlie yes. sometimes turns up with no notes. She <laughs> used to think she um, at the beginning of the podcast. I have not done that. Said, Why would I need plot notes? I just know it. No, you don't, bitch. <laughs> I've not turned up without notes in years. I will. She have hasn't. You know. To give her credit, okay, but also, i my best points come on the fly. I'm I'm yeah. free spirited and spontaneous like that. That's good, you are the I'm... least spontaneous person I've ever met in my um, life. Earlier, you shouted at me and Nikita for making the drink we're making without measuring things in a drink that historically does not need measuring. And That's... I'm a scientist.
1: I tend to measure things out when I need to. <laughs> That's
0: not spontaneity. That's I'm very bad at perceiving amounts and weights and like measures anything that needs to be measured if it's if it's liquid if it's grams if it's distance (laughs) if someone says to me walk a mile right now i don't know what that is if someone says how much is a bag of flour as hannah famously once said this weighs a bag of flour i don't know i can't Pick this up and say, this phone weighs this. I can't perceive amounts.
1: Okay, me neither. But
0: also, it does not matter
1: for this drink.
0: But no, but like, but back to the spont... I am spontaneous. I got this tattoo spontaneously I do other spontaneous things. I dye my hair spontaneously. Admittedly, that's just being bisexual, but... We have, a, like, 10 spreadsheets to go to America. Three maps. <laughs> 10 email chains. At one point, you texted me, like, what if we want to squish two activities into one day? And I was like, we can decide that when we're out there. And you were like, yeah, I was just putting the options in our minds so we can decide on the day. I'm like, mm, spontaneous. I stand by that. I'm a planner, too. I just love that you call yourself spontaneous. I'm not, <laughs> i I wouldn't call myself spontaneous. I just take issue to you. Saying that I specifically am not spontaneous. <laughs>
1: okay, I like, mean, this
0: episode is not about us, though. It's about <laughs> yes, it is. Everything's about us. Nikita, how spontaneous are you? That's your first question.
1: Um, oh no, no, not no. no. I'm not. A, I'm just no. I the am no. Is, the answer is no. Um, I need to plan. I okay. need to know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Not everything, but a lot of things. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I will actually admit that my mum hates going on holiday with me because she says that we're like, we'll like go to the beach and we'll like get settled down and like, you know, set up all our towels and get all our Kindles out and put our SPF on. And I'll go, what are we doing next? And she's like, what do you mean? We're, we're at the beach. We're here for hours. And I'm like, yeah, but like after this, like, what are we doing? And she's like, why do you need to know that? I'm like, I just need to know what we're doing next. So I can mentally prepare. No,
1: completely understand that.
0: Like, I just, yeah.
1: Absolutely the same. I'm like, what's the plan?
0: Like, walk me through like an hour by
1: hour. I'm (laughs) happy to go with the flow,
0: but what time does the flow
1: start? I asked my husband like three or four times yesterday what we were having to dinner tonight, last (laughs) night, because it was his turn to cook yeah Uh, and he kept giving me vague answers and i just kept being like no i want
0: specifics what are we having no but especially with food i love like i'm always at any one time i can be eating a meal i am thinking about the next meal not in terms of like hunger but just in terms of like no i like i like to know i like to get excited and my mum's the same my mum is like anytime we're going anywhere for dinner she has to look at the menu beforehand and like just not always 100 percent, but like vaguely know what she's having like if if she's visiting london and we're going for dinner she will be like what is the name of every single restaurant that we're going to <laughs> and i'm like okay hi nikita hi how so, are you
1: i'm really warm
0: yeah it's there's nothing i can do today. about that
1: no i know
0: i am so i can, m- I can fan you with my notebook Aww, for about 10 seconds thank you <laughs> i'm
1: sure that your uh, listeners can hear the flap of your notebook yeah it's asmr yes. they like it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I am so glad that we didn't organise to record the previous two days when it was 40 oh degrees. Oh gosh. Yeah. For, uh, <sighs> what is that in, in Fahrenheit, just to give people some perspective? It's like a hundred and something. Ten or something? Yeah. Nikita, Nikita's going to miss you know the what exact it is? answer. It's too many. It's too many. Degrees. It's 104, yeah. 104. You're good at that. Yeah. I no Maybe idea. I am good at perceiving measurement's oh, weights. That's,
1: and, that's and... lucky because you're <laughs> the one pouring the drink.
0: I, I have never measured a drink in my life. I don't believe in measuring drinks. I don't believe in the concept of it. I'll I'm ask feeling. Neil to make me a gin and tonic. And he's like, is getting the, the, the shot glasses to measure out. And I'm like, no, I just want a gin and tonic. And he's like, okay, but one shot or two. And I'm like, just a gin and tonic. I will say, I don't measure like a, like a spirit and a mixer. I won't measure No, it. Neil will measure every single spirit. Spirit and mixer that he I, consumes and that he makes for I me. I will for a cocktail because I think that the ratios can matter. But yeah, for like a GNT, I'm I'm just. No, vibing. you wheel it. I'm like, I vibe it by how drunk I want to be. Yeah, exactly. I would love to know. You know, sometimes we get people reply to us. Like, I love the time when I was talking about how much different cheeses upset my stomach and someone actually replied with some, like, really scientific, interesting information about, like, the amount of lactose in different cheeses. We've had a few very in-depth emails recently. Oh, so yeah, um, I love thank it. you for sending us those. If we haven't replied, we will. Your, your, we, your yeah. thoughts just need time in our very busy and stressed brains to like reply but we have had a few yeah Multi-paragraph I'm talking like Six paragraph emails yeah. come through Recently but Thank what, you What I would love to know Is like Because you know how like Different people think differently So some people see in like You either can like Visualise things oh, Or, oh, or oh, we're You can visualise yeah, Like a sort of yeah. Cartoon blah, blah, blah.
1: version Or like a realistic version or, Yeah yeah. Because like cause And some I, people don't
0: have a voice Inside their own head And that which is insane. me I have a voice inside my own head And then I also Because I never I understood six. this for like <laughs> I don't You don't? I definitely have multiple. So when you think, what's it doing? They're just like vague, they're not
1: sentences. Sometimes they're sentences, but they're not usually sentences. And I don't always like pronounce things in my head. Like when I was in year six... Um, we started reading, or my my teacher started reading um, *Philosopher's Stone* in class. Well and done! Because... You brought it
0: around to *Harry Potter*. I'm so impressed. Yes. Right? I'm
1: so good. Um, and she asked me because she knew I'd read the book. She asked me how I pronounced Hermione, and I said I don't know because in my head I'd always read in my head. I'd never tried to say her name out loud, and so I just. I said, I don't know. I don't know how I pronounce Hermione. That's so funny. She didn't think I'd read the book. She thought I was lying.
0: Yeah, when I read in my head, it's speaking. There's a voice inside my head. And because I'm dyslexic, it's like everything is like phonetically done, but also not only is it phonetically, it's sometimes when I'm like reading, particularly if I'm reading quickly, I fully one word can be a completely different word and I will read it over and over and over as like a different word, especially if there's any letters, which is how I famously read his dark materials the entire time thinking that it was a monkey, not a polar bear. Oh my god. <laughs> Cause sometimes my brain just like it will swap a word and once it swapped, it swapped. You saw a monkey and you thought, yeah, they're all monkeys. <laughs> and i don't know how but yeah that is that one is impressive i do it with small things but never anything that big yeah no like my brain just decides so a lot of the time like frequently it will just shorten a word or turn it into a similar word and it can make no sense in the context and it will take me a long time to like unlearn it yeah but- i had to be told after five re-throughs of order of the phoenix when i finally said dolores umbridge aloud, but i had been calling her Dawless inside my oh, own head yeah. and i fully thought it was spelled d <laughs> if you had ask me to write it down before someone yeah. correct me i would have put d-o-o-r-l-e-s and i thought that's the way it was in the book Dawless. the point that i was making is like yeah because everyone like thinks differently and things like that i would love to know if there is some like psychological reason that i cannot perceive Measurements, distance, anything—I can't. Like, it's because you don't believe in science. It won't allow you access potentially, to those, the, yeah. those things. you need Nikita, to believe you have to in believe. order to access. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the belief. Yeah. yeah. Nikita, what do you do for a living aside from spread lies? Harry and Charlie have this ongoing fight. I, I have nothing to do with it. No,
1: Charlie keeps telling me that my entire profession, i.e., science, is not real. Um, I—it's not,
0: and neither is the ocean.
1: Cool. I'm a scientist. I analyze. I piss yeah blood well i analyze human biofluids let's go with that what's the weirdest fluid the weirdest one that i've analyzed what's like the most obscure one because like i feel like you said fluid vaginal fluid mm. oh yeah probably that or like breast milk's pretty weird isn't it oh um, yeah, yeah that is pretty
0: done that as well was, wow yeah nice but they're
1: usually blood or piss
0: yeah nice nice um
1: so yeah i'm a technician and i'm a part-time phd student because i'm crazy and with
0: all of that information what is your hogwarts house <laughs> <laughs> well, please.
1: i am of course a ravenclaw yeah boom. <laughs> i would have begged the hat to be in ravenclaw anyway because i was like the clever one. Oh yeah and so i i, I would have hated the idea of being in any other house yeah. at the time yeah. so yeah probably more of a ravenpuff now
0: nice yeah nice i feel like as we age we all become more half um, more. yeah 100%. yeah apart from yeah. then i feel like there's a bell curve where people then become more slytherin Charlie's i can hope so already nikita what's your kind of story with harry potter how did you get into harry potter what's the back what's the harry potter background why are you here why are you here
1: <laughs> well actually so after chamber of secrets came out and i i was about nine one of my friends recommended it to me and i i basically saw a boy on the cover and thought nah
0: boy um, oh, yeah mood. no um,
1: so i just dismissed it which i really regretted a year later and then my sister yeah. so after the this is after after prisoner of azkaban came out um my sister got the first two out of the library and she started reading the first one and i was intrigued by this point so i just picked up the second one nice classic classic, classic (laughs) child behavior so actually i was really glad they did that silly little recap in the beginning because i really needed that yeah yeah so yeah we just got bored i just got bored so yeah i just started reading the second one nice yeah Um,
0: no that's because you're like a little bit older than us so how old would you have been
1: um i was so i would have been about 10 when at that point nice um i was actually so you know this book um half-blood prince came out in july 2005 well thank god you've got that written down (laughs) I, I don't mm-hmm. i thought about this in preparation for this because oh. i I was trying to figure out what my story was in any case um so it came out july 2005 i was just finishing my gcse's and so i was 16 and harry was also 16 that's when so I first good wow.
0: i just remember always being jealous of the people that was like harry's age yeah, yeah. and especially but what i was more jealous of was the people that was right age to get cast in the films oh, oh yeah really when like, they put I the open at my d- age
1: Hmm? I think Dan Yeah, my I think age.
0: I mm. think that's right. When they put the open casting call out for Luna, I was a year and a half too young because they go a few years either side and mm. I was literally devastated. Yeah. What's your favourite book? Prisoner
1: of Azkaban. Nice. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just is. And
0: Always. finally, what are we drinking today?
1: We're drinking probably the most bushish drink apart from tea, which is PIMS.
0: I yes. am um, shocked. We've never done this on the I, So am
1: I. When yeah. I asked you guys if you'd done this, I was fully expecting to hear like, yeah, we've done yeah. it. You just forgot.
0: I also, I loved it because Nikita asked me and I was like, fucking no. Yeah, I was, like, to like, I was, was, like, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, but please ask Hannah. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, like you could have said to me, have you ever drunk pims on the podcast? And I would have been like, I don't think so, but check with Hannah. And Hannah fully could have been like, yes, last week. <laughs> and I just wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Oh, now, if anyone doesn't know what Pims is, oh, yeah. I have no idea how to describe it. Like genuinely, if you ask me to describe what I'm drinking right now, I don't know. So in theory, um, yeah,
1: the the recipe for Pims is like this big secret. Really? Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. And so that's why nobody knows really what You know in what in it Pimm's. kind I of tastes like based.
0: to me? It tastes... <laughs> You guys might be about to be like, what the fuck are you on about? Tastes like someone has really, really, really watered down Coke and then added loads of fruit into it. No. (laughs) Just no. You are wrong. It tastes like... Apparently, I'm also bad at perceiving taste. (laughs) It tastes like... I don't know. It tastes like Pims. I've grown up drinking this and I have no idea. I will say... You mix
1: it with lemonade. Or
0: um... you can mix it with... What else have I had it with? Ginger ale oh, for a bit right. of a different one and it oh. is nice it's a very different taste but try it sometime mm. it is good i will yeah and you put fruit in it yeah you're meant to put cucumber but i refused it is good i like it a lot more than other like typically summery drinks like aperol i don't oh know. i hate oh, aperol, I but that's that's italian we don't have to like that no but it's like a typical <laughs> summer drink that brits Sorry, do drink, more, even though it's it italian. only came over in the last like 10 years i think because i remember the first time my mum had never seen it before when we went to venice and that was only like six or seven years ago. And my mum knows every alcoholic drink. Yeah. So it's definitely like a, a new but thing. But If you walk around London. Yeah, now it's, it's people outside drinking alcohol. That's another question. How long has Pims been around? Like in my head, it is just around forever. Like Pims is Pims. I don't know. It's the famous Wimbledon drink as well, if anyone likes yeah. tennis. But I also, am... we're bullying Nikita. And yes. um, as a new tradition on Goblet of Wine, until we get through that... Oh, no, we will buy another Mason's- one. Okay. <sighs> we, as you guys know, we were sent the Extra Proof Moonshine, which is 72%. Can I now- just say, this, this brand has just sent us, like, a few bottles and gotten. An- so many episodes so many <laughs> episodes like well done them yeah. i did ask for the 72 percent. so yeah we're now bullying all guests into drinking and it. nikita doesn't drink that much do you i drink i don't do
1: shots i don't yeah. do like hard drinking i will drink a fair amount fairly often but yeah. i've never actually been but drunk. you're
0: you're not like you don't go out you, you must know, have like, quite a high tolerance if you drink yeah. a fair amount fairly often but i've never been drunk because yeah. like on nights where i don't do shots or anything like that i can still get drunk on like two three glass of wine depending on what i've eaten
1: yeah no i yeah. think i do yeah um, but yeah I'd, I'd make an effort not to get drunk if my salad starts going funny yeah. then i'm just like mm, no thanks don't water, like
0: food time. i did the other day go for like two and a half pints by myself nice. you know took out a mortgage so i could go to my local pub mm. and um yeah i walked home and i was like i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> it was the heat the heat changes yeah things. and then i ate loads of <sighs> pasta and then i was like why am i so tired <laughs> yeah what so yeah anyway. we're making we poured i would call it a third shot of yeah. moonshine, moonshine. This cheers this
1: smells like the ethanol that i use in the lab
0: it's, it's not dissimilar. I, c- I can ethanol- guarantee it tastes like Ethanol's 98 percent, isn't it yeah this is 72 i accidentally held it in my mouth and now it's on fire Oh no, we've killed Nikita. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you both. Yeah. Oh,
1: worse every time. That's so
0: gross. So we're on to chapter nine, the Half-Blood Prince, which is weird because it's Half-Blood Prince, the Half-Blood Prince. Do you want to tell us at this stage a vague little hint of why you wanted this chapter or do you want to wait till the end?
1: I love the potion scene. Nice. Same. That's basically it. Because you're a scientist. She's using very, very strong air quotes. Yeah. Yes. It is... That's not I read I it. I <laughs> oh. read
0: it. And because I was like, why did she want this one so much? As always, because I forget. I, I have no concept in Harry Potter about what each chapter is mm. like. And I don't pre-read ahead when we start a series, which I probably should. But I started reading it and I was like, I love this chapter. It's this so chapter is so good. It's so good. I, I love it, the first day of term chapters yeah, because yeah. every book has like a first day or a first week of term it's chapters. It's so relatable. And they're so relatable. And they're so like kind of comforting and heartwarming yeah. to Harry Potter because they're like you know what's going to happen. You know, they're going to go to lessons and you're going to meet a new teacher and every book has one apart from book seven, which is why mm. book seven feels so different. And like, yeah, I, I love the first day week of term chapters. They it's, are some, always some of my favourite. Yeah, it's so good. And it just puts you, because you know throughout the books they're going to lessons every day. But as soon as you've done that first week, she barely ever mentions a lesson again. Of course she does. So you if need this first chapter yeah.
1: to really feel like what do the lessons feel like. Yeah. And also the rest remembering, the oh,
0: these kids are in school every day. Yeah, they're in yeah. six hours of lessons a day. Yeah. So, Except
1: for Order of the Phoenix, where she just continues
0: describing classes oh, again and again and again. She describes so many things uh, in Order of the Phoenix. I hate it's that book. a lot, but also I wish there was more no that was the thing when i was younger i used to literally be like i want every moment of harry's day um i remember my mom saying to me and i could i must have only been like 10 years old she was like sorry do you want harry to tell you when he's going to a shit in the bathroom no and i was do. like yes i do yes yeah like 100 percent." um but now I- as an adult i want that but i want the books to be concise like not concise but there, no extra stuff i want there to be two versions i want yes. there to be the plot books and then like the this is an audio book of just like really wholesome details yes, i almost that- want like the outtakes yeah yeah
1: that's what you kind of need the book that works as a structured book that is not too bloated yeah and then just
0: ultra bloated. yeah yeah snippets of- i want i would love if sh- she wasn't if if she she had stayed a nice person something really cute she could release like years later is just a collection of like snippets from different years of like not even like missing moments but slotting in little bits of just hogwarts life like people would go mental for that something that i'm realizing that i really enjoy in fiction and just appreciate from like a writing standpoint is like world building because i think that it is like so impressive and like as a reader i just eat that shit up i'm like yes i want all these like little mm-hmm. details about like how this like religion works and and all of that like usually unimportant detail but i just think that it makes books for lack of a better word delicious like i delicious. just yeah i'm really i've like read a few things in a row now just with like really brilliant world building mm. um and yeah i'm now just like this is actually something that- but it also makes you appreciate. When it's well done, because there's world building that is a slog to get through, that is yeah. like just text of like setup and, 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 and like yeah there are ways Fine, to weave you can it into say t- lord of the rings <laughs> i've never read it so i i can't say so yeah i would fair, say I've... george r. r martin swings wildly between fantastic world building yeah. and spending three pages describing flags of ships and making me want to die so, i do Tolkien's world building is so beautiful okay and so wonderful I, I did only say that to be dick because i haven't read lord of the Rings. yeah I i'm in read a very
1: it. deep lord of the rings obsession at the moment um, nice. And so I'm very much in love with him and his works, even uh, more now I, it than It is on usual. my list
0: to read at some point. I just need to dedicate it the time. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the chapters because the chapter because we have to. Yep. So boo 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 hiss boo. So <laughs> it's the next morning. Harry and Ron have gone to bed, and they get they meet Hermione in the common room on the way to breakfast, as as is the book's custom. Yep. And Harry is telling Hermione all about draco obsessed yeah he is obsessed and hermione is on the fence ron is in the big no camp harry's in the big yes camp and hermione is now being the diplomat of this situation she's like "Mm, i see what you're saying but he could be showing off a pansy which as we've mentioned ron and hermione are being fucking stupid like Mm -hmm. i think it's not well written enough why they don't believe harry because they've always he's gone too a lot. contrived yeah it's so contrived he's like he's showing off he's too young no he isn't and what I are just, you talking I, about that's what the the argument that annoys me the most is that he's, he's too, too young. young as if Voldemort is going to respect labor laws <laughs> like, I, he's like a child. He, look he's fine with killing people but employing people that are too young no, absolutely not that's uh, the line for him yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so absurd. I don't understand. Yeah. Something so,
1: amazing that happens just after this conversation is Ron says to this kid um, who's staring at Harry, "It's rude to point." <laughs> and I honestly, I love to see Ron standing up for his friends. I absolutely love I it. Know. It's it's one of his like nicest. I mean, maybe don't qualities. bully,
0: bully first. Yeah,
1: but, <laughs> but he's right. No, he's To right. be honest,
0: the kid probably needed to someone to say it. it yeah. is. And, and that's the thing. Like people shit on Ron, and they don't remember all these tiny moments where. He yeah. is literally like Harry and Hermione's like like even when he's in a mood with Harry and Hermione, he has stood up for them. Yeah. Like that is the person he is. But I also just love the image of him like glowering. He's like as we've established, seven foot three at this point, <laughs> glowering down on <her> first Yeah, I'm Yeah, yeah. We've established Harry seven foot three at no Ron seven foot three and Harry's about four foot nine. Yeah, I something that I wanted to ask Harry and forgot. Can you please on the podcast talk us through your color coding? oh okay I have three
1: colors of notes in my it's actually my kindle book the blue is when I have a vaguely intelligent point to make love the use of the word vaguely (laughs) the pink is when it's just like a flavor comment so like you know Harry being obsessed we all know it it's Mm -hmm. not interesting but it's just like lol and then the the orange is when there's like Personal experiences that we may want to share with each other at that point. I
0: love this a lot. It's very cute. I love it. It's it's. I want to implement it, but I know I, I won't. So they're walking to lessons, and Ron is talking about the fact they're going to have free periods, and he thinks he can relax in the free periods. And this chapter so epitomizes going from school into yes, sixth one because I does. was like, yeah, I can relax. Yeah. Oh my god, I can. And no, I couldn't. The only thing I could do, which was probably not good for my grades, um, I had... We all had double bank of free periods Wednesday afternoons. So we, that oh, nice. means our, our lessons would officially finish at Wednesday lunch. So I told the place I could work, yeah, I can work Wednesday afternoons. Uh. So for the entire six of I worked Wednesday afternoons then was like, hmm, why am I struggling to keep up with my yeah. workload? See, I- <laughs> Oh, I'll well, some money. It's all good. Yeah, I had Fridays. I had first lesson and then two free periods. Oh. So we only had like three lesson slots a day. Um, which I know is apparently unusual. That's bizarre. That is i had really five. Strange. Yeah. I went um, from six
1: in high school to five and six form. But even wow.
0: that. Was, yeah, yeah. I had six for the first two years of school, then they but changed it to five. I just don't get that because I'm like, but how do you have time to learn anything? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, is- you don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. No. But <laughs> but this is the thing. I think I've mentioned before. My really randomly, my headmaster was like really good friends with like the minister for education of like somewhere in like Scandinavia. I can't remember. So he had like really like left wing Like different approaches to education So yeah we had three lessons a day Wow Um, And Friday you had one lesson Yeah So then I used to just like finish early So either I would like spend the rest of the day Like in the like Sixth form like kind of communal area I can't remember what it was called Just like Dossing about with my friends, or like sometimes mum would just be like, Charlie, I'm bored, come play with me. And like, my mum would just pick me up and we'd just go out for the day, which is like so thinking about that now just has like the vibes of when I went to my parents in lockdown and it would literally be like half one, and my mum would come into my room and be like, Oh, do you want to come down for a drink? And I'm like, Mum, I'm at I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, no, I'm no longer at sixth form. I can't yeah. just leave. Like and that's, the, that's the other thing about sixth form. My time management skills were so much better than they are now. I worked two to three different jobs like kept up with my studies was applying to universities all of this I'm like how did I like I had a timetable all color coded and coordinated to be where I needed to be at different times wow. and all the other things I but just yeah liked. also the other thing at the beginning of sixth form we thought yeah we can do about in the free periods and for the first few weeks we can yeah yeah and, in one of right. our, yeah. Yeah. and for what in one of our sixth form breakout rooms because we didn't really have a common room we had a few smaller little break because we were in an old House. It was bizarre. <laughs> it, yeah, it was literally someone's old house. Like the classrooms were in bedrooms really weird really Tory go on yep well, gr- really grammar <laughs> same thing yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for one of the breakout rooms they bought three boxes of Articulate because they thought oh if they're gonna mess around they might as well oh. do it with like an educational game what? I am a master of Articulate mm. but also after two months they took it away from <laughs> us so then we bought our own copies and brought them it into school and hilarious. then they got rid of our tables and installed Old cubicle desks, so we would stop talking oh, to oh, each other wow. yeah it was like we were like I, stop taking away our things i'm so glad i didn't go to grammar school i mean i don't think ours was ever like that bad like you would have conversations but you do a bit of work as well but i mean I, i've said before about how like the time when i was like in one of the kind of just like sixth form communal like computer areas and some popular kids started screaming my name across the thing and i was like I'm, gonna I'm die. about to get bullied <laughs> and then turns out they were doing a Harry Potter quiz on what was that site that uh, used to do sporkle! The- sporkle and they were doing a Harry Potter one and they were like oh Charlie's <laughs> and literally like and it was probably the first time these people had ever spoken to me and it was in sixth form and I was like Everyone's so
1: much want? nicer in sixth form. They are, they are yeah. Honestly, so, so, so much nicer. So much nicer, yeah. Because everyone's kind of... Uh, certainly the, when I was there, like everyone had chosen to be there yeah. to some extent. And they've um, they so chilled out a lot. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, sixth yeah. form was a lot nicer. My whole original point from this is that oh, I yeah. feel JK actually does really capture that excitement and awe yeah. at the change in school and how yeah. different it is those final two years. Because I know this is especially a very British thing because different schooling systems like for example america have middle school and high school so it's the four years that are different but it's quite similar throughout those four years whereas sixth form and the last years of education here are so different and she does really like capture yes and that sudden feeling of feeling more grown up like suddenly within the first few paragraphs we have people giggling and flirting with each other and although we had bits of that in the previous book it suddenly feels so much more like Real odd, like something has changed. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry keeps being like, "Why do I get a reaction every time Ginny walks in the room?" This mm. is so bizarre. How, how, I don't understand. How could I possibly interpret what this means? Mm. The flowery smell is doing something to me. Yeah. Mm. So Hermione confiscates a fra- fanged frisbee, which <laughs> Ron then is immediately like, "Yoink!" Thanks. Always wanted one of these. And Lavender Brown passes by laughing a lot. It is the first day of term, girly. Where is this crush popped up no, from? Also,
1: it's it's not funny lavender knows it's not funny like she's not she's not idiot no lavender's you know? not stupid she's clearly doing this like she, the way she's looking back over her shoulder oh, yeah, she wants she him. knows what she wants and she knows how she's gonna and get it and that's why yeah. i like lavender and you've she, got to admire that. i have got yeah. to admire
0: i just want to know where this crush came from because yeah. like end of fifth nothing first day of sixth year you know what maybe she was on like the day before her period and just anyone would have done it for her no, maybe she keeps
1: going with this
0: No, but like maybe that's when it started. Like she just happened to be like the day before her period on this day and Ron was literally the first man in her line of sight. (laughs) Or maybe it's that kind of thing where because he went to the ministry, she's kind of like, oh, he's so heroic. And then you know when you actually, especially when you're a teenager, you spend a bit of time apart from someone and you completely build a picture of them inside your own head, which has nothing to do with them and entirely to do with your own imaginings. I can see Lavender doing that. No, see, I reckon she was like, okay, she's already, she's been to the ball with Seamus. Yep
1: um she's done Seamus she's done Seamus Dean is taken Dean is taken right now and she probably was just like thinking who are the other Gryffindor (laughs) boys in my year who what are my options with less competition than Harry no she doesn't want Uh, Harry no she doesn't want Harry Harry's too short for her also like her friend went to the ball with Harry and that didn't go great yeah true um and she thinks Harry's a fucking idiot which he is he (laughs) he is yeah yeah she is right so she's she's gone for Ron and Neville's not hot yet so you know
0: yeah yeah she, yeah. She's picked Ron, but yeah, I I think she's she definitely thinks he's someone that he isn't because yeah. the way their relationship progresses, and I just love yeah. it because it's it's so. I so... think she's just horny, and that yeah. yeah. So they're down at breakfast. Ron swallows a fried egg whole. <laughs> Textually, he swallows a fried egg whole. It's giving Emma in Twilight with his bag of eggs. <laughs> giving gaston but <laughs> <laughs> yes, what is happening <laughs> that is the second fucking gaston reference oh, no but yeah but also i feel like is jk now being influenced by the films because ron's eating has not been this big a feature. i bet she was and then yeah. suddenly within a few chapters we've had to talk about how much he's eating i'm like is this being yeah. influenced by the films
1: also so you know they're talking about Hagrid be thinking that they're going to be yep. um taking care of magical creatures, they're like, ah, oh, this is awkward, yeah. we're not gonna do it. And Hermione says, Oh, one of us ever expressed, you know, any enthusiasm. It's kind of awkward because they kind of have. Yeah, yeah. kind of have, guys.
0: They they, they you have literally found all the time. Because they were trying
1: him. to make him feel better. Yeah. So it's not really his fault that he thinks that they're like enough to carry on. But yeah.
0: also they're sitting there going, I don't think anyone in our year is taking it. <laughs> Has Hagrid not been told? by the upper faculty that no one has signed up for his lessons. No, no, wait,
1: wait. They haven't got to the signing up for lessons bit yeah. yet. That hasn't happened yes. yet. Why are they signing up for lessons so damn that, late? Like, what is no. happening? How did they do it? Yeah. Like, how does the timetabling work? I mean, I see yeah. magic what if, like, because 40 I don't know how pe- else it would work. Because what
0: if 40 people sign up for one class? So you have to split it across two teachers versus no one or one person signing up for another class. Also, so yeah, like-, like
1: all of the other year's lessons have been predetermined, presumably, like all yeah. the lower year's mm. lessons, you know, they hand out the, the timetables at the breakfast table. So they can't exactly move things around very much if yeah. something doesn't no, work because be, the
0: are busy because like transfiguration and charms are such core subjects that there must be have to be multiple newt classes there because must before be. there were six newt classes because it was one no maybe three right. three anyway there was a lot of kids in the class and presumably nearly that amount of taking again so like it just do they predict it based How? on previous years because yeah, when we actually went through this, like in school, you had to reply like months and months and a half a year and, like, before some of mine got a bit weird I know people that got not rejected for certain subjects no actually... I, got, I got I got told I couldn't take something yeah because mm. it didn't fit with your timetable no because it like because I was one of two people that wanted to study oh, wow. it yeah that, that's <laughs> they true. were like Me, that I, too. I, they were like I'm sorry we can't run this entire class for you and one other guy <laughs> yeah the They're minimum was right? three in our school and there were two lessons that run with three people but then if you took it in AS you had to, they had to run it in A2 uh, even if everyone else dropped out so not my that, friend yeah. Sam was the only person in a2 graphic design wow yep do we need to explain as and a2 they can work it out yeah it doesn't exist anymore but as is first year of sixth form and sixth year of harry potter a2 is second year of sixth form and seventh year of harry potter for us oldies the kids nowadays just do do a levels they do it
1: usually you would take four subjects and then the second year you would drop one yeah most people yeah most people yeah
0: apart from actually not a lot of people crazy people in my school but yeah the timetable had to be decided months in advance i had some really weird things with my timetable like because of the other subjects i was taking mostly you would have two teachers for every subject to give you like a rounded view because you would have a lesson a day but there was one subject i took where because of timetabling issues i had to have all, all of our class had to have one teacher rather than two. And because we were having one lesson a day, I genuinely saw him more than my own parents during sixth <laughs> form, the yeah. amount of hours I spent with this man. Luckily, I adored him. He hmm. was fantastic. Again, the timetabling makes no sense because <laughs> no. Neville takes three.
1: And Home. also like
0: maybe four at a push. How, how is how is she taking seven and suddenly like the whole time turner thing isn't an issue? Like, yeah. Well, presumably That's she has mean. less freeze than the boys. But it still doesn't really yeah. make any Does sense. It. It, it they can't must have a work. really long
1: school day. Maybe because it's a boarding school. I don't know anything about boarding schools. They but do maybe. typically have
0: longer days. Yeah, because they don't have to. Yeah. And they also have double lessons as standard for some lessons, but we singles did. for others.
1: We had that for some of our I've never had a double well. lesson in my life. Double textiles is the best thing ever. Oh, that sounds good. It yeah. was so relaxing. That sounds Especially great. like Friday afternoon double textiles. Oh, I loved it when your timetable
0: lined up well on a Friday (sighs) afternoon. Yeah, Hermione's timetable has never made sense. As we pointed out for the last three books, Mm. two books, in fourth and fifth year, she's been taking one more subject than the boys. And they don't have freeze. And they don't have freeze. Yeah. So that makes no sense. And again, here, it makes no sense. So yeah, we've just got to roll with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the classes should be done in advance because also... They, they're, like, rushing off to their first lessons. For McGonagall to do every sixth year in their year would take, uh, like, two hours to sort this out. I know they've got magic to make it quicker, but this is... They're missing... Like, Why isn't this done over letters in advance? Like, they got their results weeks yeah. ago. This yeah. is ridiculous. It's really stupid. Professor McGonagall sasses Neville's gran in so a good. fantastic way. I love her. Ah, just... She says because she's asking why Neville has applied for transfiguration. She's like, you got an acceptable and you don't like it. You're really actually quite good at charms. Like, Professor Footwick is really proud of you. Please go and take that. And he's like, "Mm, Graham thinks this. And she said, she should be proud of the grandson she's got rather than the one she thinks she ought to have. And then the text says that McGonagall has never paid Neville a compliment. And I was like, I I love her. She's so proud of him. McGonagall, if she was like a muggle, she would be an English teacher. A hundred percent.
1: She'd be good. No, she would be an English teacher. She'd be
0: the one that all the queer kids would be like BFFs with. That's all English teachers. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So she's, yeah, she has English teacher energy. I feel like she has. Science teacher energy because no, she's scarier than because science teachers are dicks. But she's scarier than an English teacher. But then like she you no, no, like, do the scary layer, she's no, the no, one, no, she's no, wonderful. no, 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 she's wonderful. No, that's what my English teachers were like. A lot oh, of them were like really like scary on the outside, and then like oh, yeah, my GCSE teacher
1: was like that. She was yeah. like I did have she was one really that was strict, scary, really on the stern, outside. but she was amazing and just like absolutely lovely as well. Yeah. The one
0: that was scary on the outside famously once screamed at Neil. In when he walked into a sixth form lesson, he didn't take English to give me my phone. I had left somewhere. We weren't going out at this point. I'd left it somewhere, and he came and handed it to me yeah pretty much and he knocked on the door said sorry and handed it to me and she chased him down the door and and screamed at him for five minutes (gasps) with the door open so we could all hear and to this day he's like i fully deserve that that was one of the rudest things i've ever done like why didn't i say i'm so sorry miss can i interrupt i have like he didn't say anything he literally just knocked and threw it at me she screamed at him and we were all sitting there like (laughs) i would pay all of the money in my bank account you see that I'd footage love, yeah it'd
1: be amazing i'm like, sorry
0: i could only tell you it from my brain and i wasn't I just, in the corridor i can only tell you the i noises just want I to heard. i just want to see it yep. i just i'm so sad that doesn't exist yeah it's harry's turn to get his time No, to be done. In- before no, that no 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 hannah, no, hannah. No, meanwhile hannah.
1: actually the brown girls do exist <laughs>
0: talks to the next oh no oh no Hannah please stop silencing minority <laughs> <laughs> <Hannah's> like- <laughs> Hannah is now wearing her notebook <laughs> I've been sass so badly on my own podcast <laughs> hey, Nikita about- um, t- wh- would you, you please like a permanent role oh, on the podcast. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Actually, do, actually, this is this is a, a general question I've been thinking about because Stephen Fry pronounces it parvati, but Ooh. recently I've heard a lot of people call it parvati, and I'm like, is it parvati. It's parvati, yeah. That Stephen Fry oh, announces really? it wrong. Yeah, it's parvati, yeah. I can't believe a white man was wrong about Yeah, this. I know, it's no, crazy. It's isn't it? Absolutely. It was like wild. Parvati. parvati. Yeah.
1: Basically, okay so you know she's like oh it's forensic teaching divination which firstly yikes you know she fancies the horseman the horseman who Look, you've, he's you've, hung you've covered this he's well hung. she fancies the centaur you've
0: covered this i'm not gonna go yeah. into that i um, have a bit of bestiality but also everything i'm else. i'm not gonna like, kink shame uh
1: i am Ballad. In this particular case, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not. Maybe the, like, not. But he's a know, nice. He's the nice horseman. Not all centaurs. Not hashtag. Not oh. all centaurs. Um Also, if Bravely wants to do well at all in this subject, she kind of would be better off with Trelawney because Forensic doesn't follow any kind of syllabus. Neither does. Of I mean, she'd she'd be tre- me. neither. Of no, them. Trelawney can't do the actual seeing i mean okay, she can yeah, she's she's okay she most of the time she can't mostly yeah. most of the time Dumbledore she can't. Really should she's hire... doing, like
0: the stuff that's in the book no but we've established you say he follows no syllabus the teachers make up their own syllabus yeah there is no, no but... government syllabus no but for the owls
1: the teachers didn't set the exams. Oh, we, no, don't know. I mean, we don't know about the needs. The news, entire
0: but... system doesn't work, no. essentially. And also, nobody but should be taking divination news. It like should, well, It shouldn't, shouldn't be a, taught. Don't be an idiot. It's like an either you can do it or you can't do it, surely.
1: Yes. But also, there are certain things they're supposed to be. I'm just talking about passing exams here. I'm not talking about getting it right. I'm just talking about doing these you know, Trelawney does like yeah. palmistry and crystal balls. It just, and yada, yeah, yada, yada, just yeah, where Whereas frenzy's just like, like Oh no, there's stars of
0: the forest. Let's look at the smoke, smoke for a bit. Yeah, but also You're never gonna get teenage humans. I had like teachers that I fancied in school. Like, you don't care about your grades. you care about Oh no, about I, the I never teacher. took a lesson based around teachers I fancy. I didn't, but like I had like teachers that I did fancy and oh, I yeah. cared about that a lot more than the subject. I
1: am asexual, so that is not a thing I um Valid. Yeah. Nope. Did Teacher I take film
0: studies for Mister Girling? Not necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a factor. <laughs> was the fact that he looked like a young David Tennant a factor? No comment. Wow. You had did I tea. actually wait? I just said that, did I take film studies? No, I, d- I didn't take film studies. Did you consider it? <laughs> no, I took media studies. Hey. Ah. Oh. Uh. We only had one young male teacher in nine entire faculty and every girl fancied him because there were no other options. Uh, Yeah, mm. it was all uh, other uh, else women, which I'm glad about later in life because they were fantastic role models or or old men, Hmm. some of which were great. Some were god awful. No, we smelly. <laughs> we pretty much only have Mr. Girling, who started off as like a trainee teacher and he was like he was like really, really young because he nice. was a trainee teacher. So my ex Charlie actually like made friends with him and then was just like genuinely friends with him for a few years after we left the school. So every now and then I'd just see Mr. Girling and I'd be like, ah! <laughs> that's the thing after you, this is another tangent after you leave school sometimes you do realise how young some of the teachers were yeah. like like some of them we had like yeah student teachers who I now realise would have been 20 or 21 teaching 18 literally year olds literally 3
1: years older yeah, yeah. that's yeah. madness crazy
0: all right you can talk about harry now if you oh, want know well you know who wants to yeah so harry's going over his timetable and professor slughorn has changed the entry requirements for oh, that's convenient it's because very that's, convenient i wonder if that's the entire point of why we have the timetables happening now but it's also stupid because a teacher shouldn't be able no. to do that it's also really lucky for dumbledore
1: because she, he needs harry to get something from slughorn
0: yeah so that's that's handy but um, I will say this was set up quite a while ago because, like, we thought for all of Book Five, like, well, not all of Book Five, but we knew Harry had to get a high mark mm, in Potions, yeah. and then he didn't, and yeah. that was set up in Book Five, and then in Book Six, it's like, oh, he didn't get in, so he doesn't have his books in advance, yeah, so he has to use a spare book. Like, this was I actually set of it up, like. That. like I'm guessing by this point, because she had it more marked out, this is actually a really good setup that was done the book before because mm. it's not weird. Because if it started this book of him not getting in, then getting in, it would have been like, oh, well, that's convenient for him to not get a textbook. But at the middle of book five, we knew Harriet to get an outstanding in potions, which was highly unlikely. Yeah. Like, it's a really good setup for what is a stupid plot convenience of the wrong book. Yeah, but it is obscene that the teachers set it, especially when... As far as we know, Snape seems like an appalling teacher. So it's like he's actively blocking people from pursuing the futures that they want because of his own appalling teaching. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's awful. And also, as we've just established, like the owls definitely and probably the newts are government standard. They had government invigilators come in. So why are the teachers setting the entry grades? Yeah, that
1: makes no sense. No, no, it doesn't. One thing I'm, I'm really... You know, I, I love McGonagall. is my favorite, probably my favorite character in the yep. whole thing. Yep. But Ballad. she went on this whole rant in the previous book about how she will coach Harry Knightley. <laughs> <what it laughs> she takes. did none of that. She
0: did nothing. Yeah, yeah literally, literally if, she if, would be if, like, oh, it's lucky that Slug accepted accepts 60's expectations. Cause I did no coaching. She did nothing. I know she was, was all talking no trousers do? with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe Dumbledore said to her, like, oh, don't don't bother, love. Snape's not going to be teaching potions next year. But, like, yeah, that seems convenient. Yeah. 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 And Harry's also just like, oh, I guess that's the end of my dream of being an aura. No, it isn't. Like, you could actually, and we hear of people retaking their exams. It Mm. is something that Hogwarts allows. You could work really hard, retake it. Catch up on the new work and get back in. It's what Hermione would do, and if you really wanted it, is what you would have done. Yeah. So I we
1: mean... were chatting on the on, on your Discord server yeah. about um, about this, and um, Helena pointed out that Harry doesn't even seem that enthusiastic about being an aura. It's no. like it was the first. It's the only thing anyone's ever expected of him, even, to... It's the only thing he's ever seen himself doing with his life is fighting dark wizards or fighting Voldemort. He's just sort of... It seems like once he'd get actually a taste of that, once the, you know, he's defeated Voldemort, yada, 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 he actually tries doing the aura training. I feel like he'd just want to do... anything else yeah Yeah. Yeah. I think it was
0: awful that ended up as being his like yeah end game because I think it's it's, let the guy relax yeah Yeah. honestly and I don't know why we didn't bring this up like the other episode when we were talking about how he seemed so disinterested in the auras but yeah I think he's disinterested in it because he doesn't actually like he thinks he wants to pursue it yeah But he doesn't actually... It's like when you're a kid and someone says to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you know about five different jobs. Doctor, teacher, fireman, astronaut. One of my, not friends, but like someone I grew up with that, like our parents were friends, famously stood up in an assembly when they would go like, had to do like a year thing where everyone in the year group had to like stand up and say what they wanted to be when they rolled it. And he stood up and said that he wanted to be a pineapple. (laughs) I love that. I love that energy. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. I just want to take this opportunity
1: to say, don't worry about your career prospects. Just don't think about it too much. You'll
0: probably end up in something completely different anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous that Harry ended up as an aura. And also he was sad for all of like, 30 seconds that he yeah. didn't get an outstanding he was just like alright yeah. that's the end of me wanting to be an aura it is just no. the only job that anyone has ever told him exists at this point what other job? teacher you work for the government or you're a teacher or well, you're an it. ice cream parlour but tell me owner. they had all those pamphlets pamphlets but- <laughs> fuck off but even like even when you're like in school and you get those pamphlets like we've had those career oh, days yeah. and, stuff. and also like I've gone back and like spoken at my school's career days and they're always like all of the like teachers and the people that organise it whenever I've gone back and done it have been like we're so thankful to have you here because everyone else is like an accountant or like a teacher you're the only one doing something vaguely different and it's like even me I'm like I work in marketing that's not that special you know like yeah. You don't get told about that many things. Like, you don't realise the amount of jobs that exist when you're in school. No, you don't. So I feel like Harry is just like, you know, they probably had about 10 pamphlets. He's like, oh, well, I guess I seem to be good at this. Because, you know, when you're that age, you apply to study whatever you were good at at degree level. He doesn't actually give a fuck. He doesn't actually want to do it. And it annoys me so much this day that's that is what he ended up and doing and then Ron oh, yeah. goes and follows him as well like I know we have this bit of contention <gasps> and I have my own headcanon because like I do believe Ron goes and works for Weasley Wizard Weasley, but Ron goes and follows him and Neville goes and follows him what the fuck is going on it here it makes no, no sense ridiculous. And, and like Ron in this moment chooses exactly the same subjects and Harry as Harry and he has no separate interest does Ron but also Harry has no separate interest. like they are very intertwined they literally ask each other if they're taking the same subject you
1: would think that he would take this opportunity to be a little bit different from no. Harry. Mm. Like at this
0: stage no, in life, also he's already only had taking, all of these
1: like crises. I mean, but
0: these the, these two are only taking the core five subjects as well. They've dropped yeah, all the interesting, really all the extra ones. They're taking the core subjects they did back when yep. they were first years. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't support it, but I will say that I like. I feel like I did know a lot of these guys in school that had no interest in like academia whatsoever, yeah. and they did just like pick like the basics and they picked whatever their mates were doing. I mean, if yeah. you don't know what they you want to like, do, you. Your best to take the general subjects. Yeah, but like, I mean that I I knew a lot of guys that Hard did just subjects. They <laughs> called them. Yeah, but that did just take whatever subjects their mates were doing because they didn't care about school, so they would rather have like had a good time. Yeah. And you know what? Like, yeah, I support that. If realistically, if you're whatever you study, if you're not going to go on and using it and use it, then fair enough. Because yeah, like especially at GCSE, it's like. Frustrating that you have to like go and study like XYZ, especially if you're the kind of person that then is just gonna not just I don't mean that like that but if you're just as in just going to go on to do an apprenticeship, as in you are not gonna use your history like GCSE, if you're gonna go and do like an apprenticeship to be a plumber you're not using those GCSEs so like yeah Yeah. fair enough have a good time while you're at it study what your mates are going to study Yeah, but But, yeah it it annoys me in Ron's thing because it's like
1: he's been trying so hard he's not even been trying but he's been complaining about being you know this harried sidekick and then he just goes and sidekicks
0: sidekicks yeah. yeah but yeah they also just both take the most boring subjects which are I needed to be an aura mm. Mm. they have a free period they go to the common and katie bell runs up and she's like when are you setting up quidditch trials you shouldn't just let me back in and i'm like we're festival. on book six <laughs> yeah And at this point, uh, so we contrived. have never seen a quidditch trial oliver wood has never run one angelina johnson did not run one nope. but suddenly harry needs to run one for every position despite yeah. the fact he did not retry out ever also this leads us to the knowledge that katie bell was accepted into the team in her second year go katie like yeah. Yeah. harry may be the youngest player in a century man and there but katie got in in second year that's yeah. fucking awesome it's it's really and then it's annoying that she's then been passed over for captain i guess it makes sense in the way that you want a bit of continuity. You want a bit of continuity. So Harry would have been it if he didn't drop well, out for two years. I thought that Angelina years. was it for about two seconds. But what, yeah. Angelina was one To be fair. Year, but probably... she should have been who if...
1: Go... Oh, it... if there was a tournament if happened, the... but there no. wasn't a tournament
0: in Goblet of Fire. And then it does kind of make sense to be Harry so he's it for two years if he yeah. hadn't dropped out of school. Yeah, but it just annoys me because it's like a it... woman that's passed over. Yeah, it does. I thought this too. I was mm. like, she's a bit like, passed and, over. And, and like... I I do see the arguments in terms of continuity and also in terms of, like, Harry has definitely proven himself to have, like, leadership skills. I do understand the arguments. However, I'm still like, it was a woman that was passed over. So that annoys me. Also, all of this implies that Oliver Wood made captain in his third year. Like, if we go backwards and work it
1: out. Oh, because he was... Oh no, or maybe year. fourth.
0: I think fourth year, maybe
1: fourth. But still, uh, he's in fifth when Harry's in his first year. Oh, he? okay, yeah. still
0: impressive. Yeah. Like it's it's it's. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, suddenly Harry has to run off. Full tryout again. And it's again. purely for all of this, Ron Hermione McLagan. Yeah. Blah,
1: blah, 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 blah. Katie Bell shouldn't have to audition. She's been no. in the team this so years. I J.K. Mean, fair is... enough, audition the beaters because they were rubbish.
0: Yeah. yeah, but at this point, J.K. is just making up stuff. Like she's making up them doing the timetables on the day when that's never been a thing before. She's making out, out like the quidditch tryouts it's like she's just being like ah shit I need these things in there for the plot so I'm yeah. just gonna add them in there and I get that it must be really hard when you've been writing a book for so many years and it's not like you can go back and change the first one but also like could you not have thought a bit harder and made made it make more sense oh dear. like because it's not like like It could have been like, oh yeah, Katie, like, you don't need to try out because you have been it for, like, X amount of years. But you still might need to try out, like, everyone else that has left. Yeah, help me try everyone else. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, why is she trying out? Is what I don't... Well, she's the one to persuade Harry. Harry says, no, I'm not trying you out. And she says, no, there might be someone younger and better. But... She Why didn't she say that to Angelina before her or Oliver before her? Like wow. Literally not literally for the plot. So we can have plot. this boring exactly.
1: romance subplot.
0: But it's like you didn't boring? need to put this don't in... you mean fantastic and oh. well-written? Yeah, uh.
1: really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that.
0: Okay, cool. Come... So yeah. they go on to their first lesson, which is Defence Against the Dark Arts. And Snape has put up a load of gross pictures. Oh, can I just Ooh, say, yeah. a bit before this, Hermione mentions having a 15-inch essay to write for runes i think mm. we've said this before but i'm just still angry about it so i'll say it again mm-hmm. just do like three words in really big handwriting surely <laughs> that's not hermione but like but it doesn't make any sense to measure an essay in inches it's quirky and
1: wizardy i'm double spacing my thesis <laughs> <laughs> good biggest but, like, one i can get away with and i'm double spacing it to nice. be fair,
0: i did used to do the thing you know when you would like write an essay and you'd be a few hundred words on under the no, word count it's constantly over and then <laughs> okay everyone else on the planet hannah would be like a few hundred words under and rather than like actually do more work you would go through and every like aren't you'd be like are not, I'm not. and like that they that you'd be like they are like uh, yeah, yeah you just split it out like that yes yeah, so they arrive in defense against the dark arts and Snape has put a load of gross pictures on the wall because yeah. he wants to show that dark hearts is horrible and he gives a kind of like loving monologue about the dark arts. he also he also I'm sorry he says that he's surprised that so many of them passed with their inconsistent teaching which. I mean, we can criticize obviously so much about the fact that they don't seem to have syllabuses and blah 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 blah. But like, surely, if an entire year group were to do badly, that that's what grade boundaries are for. That's when the grade boundaries move. Uh, yes, yeah, like, no, and this, not a
1: Hogwarts, not no. a like, Hogwarts. How no. can you? No, do you remember then...
0: when they took their astronomy and they all got bad marks? Yeah, because it got interrupted. But- Apart from Hermione who got an outstanding when she Somehow. also didn't finish the exam. And yet yeah,
1: didn't this, get one in defense, gets star cast. Anyway. This <laughs> is
0: what grade boundaries are for. And yeah. like, just, uh, just to explain it, just in case any other oh, yeah. countries don't have this, but like in England, if the entire country does badly in a subject, then the grade boundaries move so that you still get the same like kind of ratios or, or unfortunately, rates. if the entire country does well in a subject and yeah. the exam was deemed to be too easily, the boundaries move up massively, yeah. so it's like only I think it's like eight percent of the country can get an A star. Yeah, fifteen percent can get an A, and it goes down from but there. But it's because sometimes you do have particular papers yeah. that, are re- like, you cannot realistically write a different exam paper like two years in a row that are the exact, exact same, same level of difficulty. Level of yeah, <laughs> like so, it just it how how can state being like, oh, I'm surprised that anything pass because surely if they all failed. No. Just the great boundaries move.
1: Not at Hogwarts. Know about Dumbledore's army? He must yeah. do,
0: right? Yeah. So because he's also- just
1: choosing to ignore
0: it in Yeah, because they all passed yeah. in that class because of Harry. Yeah.
1: But he wouldn't want to give any credit to Harry and therefore he ignores it. Yeah,
0: because Fine. it's clearly a pretty big class. A lot of characters that we know are mentioned. Yeah. Like Harry has really got quite loads of them through their yeah. exam. Yeah. But he's the only one to get an outstanding because he's the best. Remember I would like that. to
1: go back slightly because at this point I do really want to get in. So Snape comes in. I've not asked you to take out your books. And Hermione very quickly drops her book back into her bag. Which it could be just Hermione's usual... Like haste to follow the teacher's instructions. It might yeah. just be like her usual thing, or is she just scared of being picked on by Snape? Yeah, that one. And then she's I so that, bullied by Snape. But that makes me wonder: why in this lesson does she put her hand up? Because mm. she, she has does, a
0: compulsion.
1: Well, this is the thing. By her age, uh, I because had she's an out, insufferable no at all. By her age, I had figured out when not to be insufferable no at
0: all. Yeah, because I was. I'd also, was, I'd also and figured out when to be i'm sorry an asshole to some teachers who were just like d- d- annoying me like i was right. i was very answery back to some of them
1: there were te- there were classes i wouldn't put my hand up in even though i knew the answer because i didn't want yeah. i didn't want it and you would think that hermione after five years of being bullied by snape like some of the things he said and
0: done to her yeah she has a compulsion she cannot not put her hand up it's like it's on a string uh. But yeah, I, no, you would think that because, especially because she's got points minus from her for doing the right I thing. Guess, while it is annoying, also, I'm sorry, if you know the answer and the entire class is saying nothing, yeah, you would be like, I can see why she puts her hand up. I, I maybe wouldn't do there it will immediately. Be sometimes but... When the t- but yeah, Harry's even said, like, It was like, Hermione can't help it but answer a question. It comes out of her, like, word vomit. Because I've also noticed that sometimes she doesn't put her hand back up because she's already answered a question. When a teacher asks another one, she thinks it's a conversation and doesn't let anyone else have another go. Which Mm. is kind of rude, but kind of Hermione-y. I was about to say, you know, when a teacher looks at you, you know they know the answer. A lot of the times in classes, especially as we got older, the teachers would start ignoring the people yes. who always put their hands up and that was and where instead I look around the room. And start picking people who they think that. know the answers. Not intentionally. If it was clear they didn't know the answer, they would never pick them. But would pick people without their hands up who they knew knew the answers to make them, like, yeah. speak more. But also to give them praise. To be like, yeah, well done. Put your hand up next time. But I just really dislike that style of teaching. Because it's like, it's like when you used to get graded on, like, participation. And it's like, someone's, like, confidence. And, like, like it has nothing to do with whether or not they know the answer. Like, I'm sure, Like someone should be forced to speak out like what like it just it just annoys me i just think that it's forcing someone to speak out in a lesson when they do not want to does more harm than good to their confidence often it's like teachers that used to like because i was like a semi-intelligent student and i would have english teachers that then when we were like going around the classroom reading that would like pick and force me to read out loud and they'd be like oh no but like you know she she is an intelligent student so she should be reading out loud because it will just improve her confidence i'm like no i'm dyslexic i that's not something that i can it's confidently not about do Like it's, you know, and that was such a point of anxiety for me being forced to read out loud because whilst yes, I can fucking read the moment I am in a stressful situation and particularly like having to read out loud, suddenly I fucking forget how to read. And it's like the times that that would happen to me did so much damage to my confidence when that teacher probably thought oh yeah i'm really helping her out of her shower i'm like no there's a reason that i don't want to read out loud and it's got nothing to do with whether i can read or not or my ability whatsoever so that i'm just kind of in general i'm just like those teachers that force people to answer their questions i am like you were doing more harm than good for the most part it's true and and that does um it actually does the same
1: thing to the clever people in the class who are trying not to speak up because Mm. the teacher would ask the question no one put their hands up they look at me they know i knew the answer but part the reason i wasn't putting up my hand was because i knew that being the one who was always answering the questions was not very good for me socially yeah, yeah. it was doing damage to me and being the person who they went then went and they looked at me and i knew the answer i wasn't going to tell them the wrong answer mm. like that wasn't in me yeah i wasn't going to lie so it kind of counter acted what i was trying to do in that moment i was trying to give other people space and i was also trying to protect myself
0: yeah not be like that teacher's pet which obviously is bullshit however when you're in school that's what people (sighs) say about me those things matter when you're there Yeah. yeah they don't matter really but they do matter in the moment at the time and that's completely valid but hermione is definitely someone who sometimes doesn't have the best social Oh no, she's got she's got no awareness no the way she'll not only put her hand up for every question she'll talk over other people she'll as i said carry on the conversation when she hasn't put her hand up not allowing like harry's even said inside his own head he knew the answer but let hermione talk it's like yeah hermione should by this age not always be putting a hand up, t- or only putting a hand up when no one else has to give other people the chance. But she often doesn't have that social awareness, no. which is good. Hermione should have flaws, but it's like it—it it it surprises me that she hasn't learned a little yeah, bit. On that learned front. Yeah, learned more about it's that. Also, quite unrealistic from a like writing point of view, and I feel like it's all about J.K. wanting to hammer home in on to this point of Hermione's so intelligent; she's the only one that knows the answer. But we so. M- Frequently have this plot point where I was like, and no one else had their hand up aside from Hermione. It's like, I'm sorry, <gasps> how just, stupid is everyone just else? No <laughs> one else ever know the answer. You never get like, oh actually Pansy did know this one. Like the only time I can ever think we have another student answer a question is in Defense Against the Dark Arts with the unforgivable curses. Yeah. Yeah. But then obviously we have the entire slum dog millionaire, this is why they know the answer, like whole yeah. like stupid, ridiculous <laughs> thing. yeah thing. Like does no one ever just know a different answer because they've read a textbook or I think the problem just- is the classes that are used to having Hermione don't bother. I think that's one of the issues. Hermione has become so. But yeah, like you think that like, there's Ravenclaws in this yeah! potion class. Put your yeah. hand up. Yeah. You Terry me... Boot would be like, "Shut up, woman! I'm trying to answer." Yeah. yeah, like it's so annoying. So Snape gives this loving Defense Against the Dark Arts monologue where, to be honest, he's explaining it quite well. As Hermione points out later, but he's like, "It's like a many-headed beast where one will pop up after the other," and he's like clearly very interested and in inferior mentioned which obviously become very important later in this book so it's that classic thing of like and here's a thing mm. that we haven't mentioned before that you're going to you learn need about need to know now. about this you thing you need to know turns out most of defense against the dark arts issue is learning non-verbal spells which have been relatively well set up because harry's like oh wizards like dumbledore don't need to speak to do the spell and it's yeah. kind of like oh good they're learning this but snape in a display of teaching worse than potions which mm-hmm. is incredible says we're going to be learning nonverbal spells split up try to do a spell nonverbally that's basically my note yeah like like i know he was bad at teaching potions but he did more than this this is yeah. actually impressively bad just go and do it just just do it it's like you're in a maths lesson and they're like uh yeah so now we're doing quadratic equations go thank you uh yeah d- just go, just go do it <laughs> i just i was like now we're doing Never tell you how. <laughs> no, and like surely non-verbal spells have some theory to it. Like I wrote down like options. Do you have to think the word like in your voice in your head? Do you have to think through the action of yeah. the spell in your head? Do you have to imagine like what is about to happen? Do you have to like? I don't know. I don't know because no one has explained it. Like it's just it's it's absolute rubbish like and it's just like cast and then he's like split up and one of you is going to be casting a non-verbal attacking spell and the other's going to be doing a non-verbal shield charm well if no one can do a non-verbal attacking spell then the non-verbal shield mm. charm is completely pointless yes. isn't it yeah just and try it, and be the first one to attack each other i'm sure that'll be fine yeah yeah and it's also like if it was just as simple as oh just 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 do it why did they ever learn verbal ones in the first place? Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, you clearly have to think through the words. Yeah, there clearly it's done. has to be an actual method, or like maybe it's about like you kind of know the feeling of how to do it. I'm thinking just really inappropriate things right now. Okay. Like, okay. the first non verbal spell that Harry performs is a spell he's never done before. Yeah. To me, it feels like it would have to be a spell that you'd done before and that you have to know how it like feels feels yeah i agree and then you kind of follow that feeling that
1: reminds me of a, there's a series called Rivers of London i don't know if i've ever I of you have read, read the first
0: one and hated it well
1: there's a they what they describe is you know when you're trying to cast a spell you have to you know what does that feeling feel like when the yeah. spell is happening and you've got to try and replicate that feeling yeah
0: no okay
1: i'm not going i'm not okay i'm not going to ask um <laughs> she's and thinking so you about you think orgasmic. it would be something like that and they, they talk about it like you know it you know uh insert the lock or you know turn the key and something like that and that unlocks the spell um and there's nothing like that yeah there's no there's nothing like literally nothing in a
0: series which sometimes tells us the details of basically the science of how magic was in a series we've paced before which not just being like magic is magic in harry potter magic has limitations and reasons like yeah. you cannot that like just dist- as snape has said before Distance and time matter in magic. So those things should also matter. I would kind of disagree in that. Yes, I think that Harry Potter goes like some distance to explaining magic. I would say that it goes a very small distance in some circumstances. And for the most part, it completely ignores the mechanics of magic. And I'm really sorry. Once again, I'm going to reference the name of the wind. Uh, But the way that the different types of because there's like different types of magic in that and the way that it is described and explained is in such intense detail that you read it and you kind of read it and think yeah I could do that like Mm. you literally read it and you're like no I can perfectly picture how that works and I feel like I could actually just do that right now it's in that whereas in Harry Potter for the most part it's just like Uh say this word and wiggle your wand about. And it's and that's it. So I would say that whilst occasionally it's like she's had an idea and she throws in, oh actually you you can't summon food. It's so few and far between that I actually think that while she does incredible world building in other areas, when it comes to magic, I think for the most part she never sat down and fully thought it out.
1: Brandon Sanderson talks about hard magic systems and soft magic systems. Um, And, you know, your hardest magic system is the kind you've just been talking about, Charlie, where, you know, like, like his Mistborn series is extremely hard magic system, if either of you read it, um, where everything is described and you know how, you know, all of the limitations of the magic, you know exactly how all of it works. And so you can see, like, you know, where the where the problems are going to be as they're coming up. And then you've got soft magic systems, which completely the way and everything is vague. And Mm. J.K. Rowling kind of... Flip flops a little bit she and does. she kind of sits in the middle. And that's, I'm not saying that doesn't work, but sometimes it can be a bit
0: frustrating. And also, yeah. the, the disadvantage of her flip flopping is it shows her weaknesses in a writer in setting up. Because one yeah. of my biggest pet peeves in the entire series is the introduction of you can't magic food. I'm like, push come. Of course you can't magic food because you now need that for the plot but this has never been mentioned yes. in six books like and then she tries to backtrack like my mum can make food Something over no she can't she can ma- 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 yes. shut up no you've just decided that this book but like there have been limitations before i really liked that bit where that where snape said Space and time matter in magic, Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, Voldemort usually has to be making eye contact. It's just because of your scar mm-hmm. that he can't. That made a lot of sense. Going- Summoning things from a certain certain distance. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. As we were talking about in one of the last episodes, um, newer wizards or weaker wizards, their magic doesn't last as long as more powerful with it that makes sense but then there are some things she, she's yeah. just yeah it say, massively depending on her convenience levels i think if i were ever to write like a fantasy series i think that i would 100 write it in a similar way to jk rowling in that how i picture she wrote it was that in some way she's her own worst enemy because she does such incredible like world building and these like tiny little like finickety details but i don't feel like she ever fully sat down and worked out the exact logistics and like mechanisms and i think that's how i would write a fantasy series because i mean quite frankly i shouldn't be a writer but because i would be all inspired about certain areas and wanting to do certain things and i would have all of these ideas blah 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 and i would jump into writing it and i don't think that i would ever properly sit down and be like before I started writing this is how you know things work and map it out blah 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 if I did it would have to be a really forced effort to do that but I can completely see how maybe she was just like oh I have all of these ideas and I want to do all these things and like I'm just gonna write it which can work for some people but then because she went into such amazing detail then it kind of feels at odds sometimes when it's like you have such insane detail gone into about like the way that the portraits work but then we get to this part about the non-verbal magic and it's just like uh just do it like yeah, yeah. do you see what I mean she's what her annoys, own worst enemy and what annoys me is verbal to non-verbal magic is a leap that makes perfect sense to me I'm like yeah you are more advanced and now yeah. you can do non-verbal magic to me That honestly makes so much sense in terms of how you learn things. What pisses me off is just our lack of information on how you do it. Like, just give me a crumb of how it's done. I don't even want me to have a crumb. I want the class to have a crumb. I want the class to have a crumb. (laughs) Because Harry's like, once again, Hermione did it first. Then 10 minutes, I'm like... How she's not like yeah. she still but know. does pre-reading. She does pre read Literally, yeah. no,
1: no one else ever does. No one ever. Which, ever again. I find
0: so unlikely. No one, especially going. But this is the problem with they're not having their class timetables signed up in advance. Mm. When I decided the subjects I was going to take for sixth form, nearly six months in advance. When I then finished my GCSEs, got sign off that I'd passed. I then got sent reading lists for each thing, which for the first time were absolutely mandatory. And people who didn't do them when they entered that class in the first week of September were massively behind. Like, I remember Mm. I spent my summer reading... Um, 1984 The God of Small Things and Richard Dawkins The God Delusion mm. like my my mum was wow. like reading like like chicklets on holiday and I was like let me just get out Richard Dawkins The God yeah. Delusion <laughs> for my philosophy class can I just say and I feel like Nikita's head is going to explode for this um, in university my degree we had like a reading list and we got that typical thing at the start of every year where it'd be like this is your reading list you absolutely have to go to the library and read XYZ if you don't you will fail um, I I, and I wasn't alone in this, this was, like, pretty much the standard, did not read a single book on my reading list. Oh, actually, me neither. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, no. I, I pretended to, to myself, occasionally, but I don't think I actually, no. I bought them. Yeah, yeah, I bought them, yeah. I didn't read them. I mean... and to yet- be fair like in science textbooks are maybe useful for the first year and after that you really ought to be reading papers not textbooks yeah um but no i know i didn't
0: No, remember. i yeah no I, I i didn't and neither did anyone else i knew and yeah i mean i missed a first by like one percent i don't think that would have helped if you would read the textbooks <laughs> probably <laughs> like two two anyway oh, So you were taking the piss out of neil and you've upset nikita oh. Saws. I'm not Saws. She's a horrible person. Fine, Don't worry about her. Him, all right. Neil, yeah, did exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Neil, did, however, Neil did a science degree as well. So yeah, no, a science this masters. This is the thing. I will take the piss out of Neil. However, like he did a real degree and I did not madness. So, Snape attacks Harry. Yeah, he's just like I'm going to jinx you now. So <laughs> he's literally like grabs the wand and is like, here I go. And no wonder Harry acts defensively. No like wonder. Snape has literally gone. Here I go. <laughs> bastard Horrible, horrible teacher, opportunistic teacher. Like, he's just like, I'm not know. wrong. He is no.
1: literally just doing this for kicks and giggles. Yeah. Like, Honestly.
0: Madness. To be fair,
1: me as a teacher. Thank God you're not a teacher.
0: Yeah. Quite. So- but that, once again, is why I didn't study sociology because I was like, the only thing I could do with this is either join the police and, sorry, ACAB or become a teacher. And no. By the way, no. learn
1: how to talk to people. Good.
0: <laughs> yeah so snake tries to jinx him and harry does a verbal shield charm and harry's so good at them because he's amazing he's so strong so
1: strong uh. that snake gets
0: knocked off his
1: feet you could call this set up for book seven or you could just call it bullshit
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then we get the best line of the whole series here it is here it is here it is (laughs) my body wasn't ready no i (laughs) I knew it was coming and i was so excited snape is telling harry off harry is like yes and snape goes yes sir and harry goes there's There's no no need to call me sir professor." professor (laughs)
1: <laughs> sass Queen Do you remember reading this for the first time? Oh like, yeah! What a shock that was. We haven't seen this level of sass since like book one. You should stick your head down the toilet, yeah. Harry. Yeah,
0: I, it, that toilet's never seen anything as gross yeah, yeah, as your head. Yeah, sass Queen is back with yeah. a vengeance. I almost want to say at this point it's out of character for Harry, but I think that's because he's been really fucking depressed for the previous book. He was but, pretty sassy so right. in four, but like. Yeah, I just feel like he's been depressed for quite a while. Yeah, he wasn't sassy And also, like not that intelligent most of the time and this is very quick witted for a guy who I think canonically sometimes thinks of witty retorts a day later I'm proud of him I'm so proud oh, yeah. of him he has got it I will say yeah he lost his sass in book five and the sass yeah. is yeah. back they didn't put this in the film did they no, no why they tried to put any other funny moments in you don't need to the funniest moment of all yeah. the books is right here in front of you why? although I this will this comedy gold why would they miss it out I will say I, I'm grateful for the addition in the film of like the like pincer bit. Oh, that's but so good. That's, that's only Dan Rad that makes that no, so fantastic. No, I literally was about to say no if one else. Been any other actor, no, that just wouldn't have worked. But because it's Dan Rad to the point where I'm like, was that scripted or did Dan Rad just do that? Yeah. Because oh, I just love. Although s- the bit where you well, by all means, come along, sir. <laughs> The, the most perfect execution I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, but that means Damn he would as have been. Harry in... on. Felix is amazing. But yeah. if, the way he did that by all means come along means he would have performed. There's no need to call me Sir Professor. Ah, oh, so perfectly. Well. I just, I just, it. You know, you can get so angry at many, 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 many of the decisions made by the film. But I do not understand how the people that were like writing the books into a script read this moment and were like hmm that doesn't need to go in nah. yeah like, it's what? like they in a film they were trying to make funny like six yeah. years yeah. Is funny it's like they thought oh we don't want to put that in because um we can write our own better jokes it's like no you can't and it's like just you don't this is not this is not about you this is not a pride thing you're you're working on an adaption include the good shit yeah. yes It's like when... Yeah, and in film five, they were trying to do some funny bits and didn't include the emotional range of a teaspoon. Like, all these classic lines. They didn't include... I I mean, the Uranus one... Oh, they included one of them, but not both. Mm. And, and the Uranus, Uranus one is too far. But when Ron goes, um, "What do you see?" Oh, I, it's going to be a lot of fog on yeah. Tuesday. There I, are so many. I think maybe the emotional range of a teaspoon one, but it's the one they make really, really awkward. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they're all. Because like, they just laugh for about like a full half an hour at something that relatively is not that funny, and they genuinely sit there for about five minutes going. <laughs> So that they can do the flashback (laughs) at the end. So they leave the class and Hermione... They're talking and Hermione compares Snape's speech to Harry's in DA. And oh my god, the literary setup. Like it's so clear she had it now down, what she wanted to do in book seven. Because the, the parallels this draws in Harry's beginning of DA speech to Snape's speech and Hermione seeing those parallels between like... At the end of the book, it's revealed that. What are you? What are you drinking? Hot and sweet. So what, what is, is it? it? What is it? Oh For oh. so the podcast, that's so We're sweet. Doing that right now. Says. Oh. Um, Wait, do you want to come do a shot off one of them? Nikita, Bethan, Bethan, Hello. Nikita. Hi. Hi. Nice, to be nice, you. You. nice to meet you. Oh, Bethan is for our downstairs neighbour. No, 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 so, no. Take care of my cat. Uh, for the podcast audio, my neighbour Bethan has brought us a shot of, of... licorice. Licorice hot and spicy blended vodka. Mm. Cheers. Hot ah, <coughs> and sweet. Oh, that is vile. oh Bethan, that is one of the weirdest things I've
1: ever put ah. of. there. Literally wow. like shotting
0: licorice, oh, but it burns. love that to the end of his being. Thank you. You have a great evening. You You will um, do. Good luck on all this. Bye bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. The parallels that Mm -hmm. A, it sets up for the end of this book that Snape turns out to be the Half-Blood Prince, but B, the end of the series. Like by the end, whatever we think of Snape, Harry is comparing he, Snape and Voldemort, the Lost Boys of Hogwarts, Mm. those without like, fathers those who found family at Hogwarts and by Hermione comparing Snape to Harry in this moment that's being set up already because Harry is so like he's like Hermione's complimenting me I'm not sure what comparing me to Snape like he's just really blindsided by it and although obviously we agree that Snape is a terrible person there are still massive parallels between Snape and Harry and I just love that this is put in so early in book six yeah the thing is I disagree with Hermione on
1: this because Harry's spiel is very much about what it feels like to fight yeah, the dark yeah. arts. This is what it feels like. It's you and your brains and your guts. It's your, like, you know, bravery, your courage. And that's most of what you've got with you. And your skills are kind of secondary to that. Yeah. And that is his point. And Snape's is very much like, this is what the dark arts feels like.
0: Mm. The dark arts.
1: And the way, said, do you know what really cracked me up? This is the way his next sentence is a little bit louder. So that everyone knows, you know, just, just, let's just move on from that little hard on I had for the yeah, Dark Arts.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think JK does this really weird thing of equating Defence Against the Dark Arts with the Dark Arts. Like, it's always like, oh, Snape wants to teach Defence Against the Dark Arts because he loves the Dark Arts. It's, it's such like a weird thing to me. It's like saying... Oh, yeah, like, Nikita wanted to teach the lesson science isn't real because she really loves science. Like, yeah. it's, it's a weird... Like, it's, it doesn't make sense, yeah, really. Yeah, I, I suppose... Cause- Like, Snape's view of it, if he was to have a view before we find out everything about him, is that to be able to defend against the dark arts, you have to understand and appreciate the dark arts. Whereas Harry, the text tells us, is the best ever at defence against the dark arts without either caring, acknowledging, or learning literally anything about dark arts. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like? It's like if you went to a self-defence class and the teacher was like, I really fucking love battering people. (laughs) (laughs) I just wait in dark alleys and I beat people up and that's why I teach a, you know, self-defence class. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. At all. Yeah. It is a bit, I agree with you that it's a bit like Hermione, although I find it like literally beautiful, Hermione equates it to the way Harry spoke about it when actually it's not that similar. It's kind of like, they're both just passionate, I think is yeah. what she's getting at. Yeah. I was going to say, it would make sense if she was like the passion, but yeah, the actual words. The actual words are a similar. sense
1: of what they're saying is really quite different. Yeah.
0: yeah. Before Harry can reply, a kid who used to be on the quiz team, I don't know his fucking name. Mark Sloper. Thank you. Yeah. Gonna Jack. put that in a quiz. I didn't remember it. Jack
1: Sloper, but fine.
0: Mark, Jack, John, really? Paul. Oh my God. How did I write down Mark? Well, you actually have it written down, Mark. Yeah, I, I made a note. That is- Are you shocked? Yeah I am, Well actually Because well. I wrote down A <laughs> the wrong note But how do to It's actually, Ma- Jack Sloper It says it right I was listening to the audio book Whilst doing other things So I must have just misheard. Yeah Mark yeah. yeah A kid Jack Sloper Runs up to Harry With a note from Dumbledore And through all this I think I went to school With someone called Mark Sloper uh, Oh Okay Yeah your brain's fine. like Putting it in You know when you Completely forget someone exists Yeah and mm-hmm. then it suddenly Comes back to you I I, 100% I went to primary school with Mark Sloper. There you go. And your brain just filled that in. Wild. I wonder what he's doing now. So throughout the books, a different kid runs up to Harry every single time with a note from Dumbledore. And I fully like to imagine because we never see Dumbledore walking about the school ever. He never seeks Harry out, even though we know that there are ways of getting notes to people. Like, I don't know, giving it to an owl giving it to an owl house any, elf house elf anything like that There's but no little flying memo things the ministry uses yeah those yeah. i like to imagine that dumbledore enjoys surprising random pupils with his presence yeah. so literally we'll just like poke out from behind a statue and be like hello and then he'll know the name of the student mm. the subjects they're taking everything about them he'll be like hello jack are you trying out for the quidditch team again this year can you give this note to harry i hope you have fun in transfiguration and jack is just there like mother of god (laughs) this is just how i picture dumbledore in my head because a different kid runs up to harry every time and i love it like i just just see him like popping his head out of his
1: office and being like first you're in gryffindor yeah you You,
0: do you know harry potter and everyone will just be like i mean yeah it's harry potter like obviously i know who he is i also love this moment because like jack allegedly Mark. uh then just like continues trying to chat to harry you uh, know ha- he's been on the quidditch team he knows harry like he, he probably harry. thinks that they're friends no. and harry is just like i no longer care about this like interaction harry walks and harry, off. harry just stops listening reads the note walks off whilst jack is still talking to him and then just walks away oh harry's a twat harry is such a twat in this book <laughs> like, in all of the books. This, this is, one, he thinks he's... And this one is the one, as I said in one of the previous episodes, he realises he's Harry Potter and can get away yeah. with shit. Could God. you imagine you walked up to someone and were like, <laughs> hi, I've got this note for you also. I wanted to talk to you and they just walked away. I would... I'm never not kidding. Recover. No, I would kill myself. <laughs> right there. Right then. Yes. Done. There are numerous ways to in Hogwarts, let's be honest. Like, I'd Throwing find the nearest moving staircase. staircase and yeet myself off it. Oh, God. So they head down to potions, which this year is described, which is described as a small class, which implies the other classes are bigger. I don't fucking know. There's yeah. four Slytherins that don't include Crabbe and Goyle, which you hear Molly just panicked. She's like, there's four Slytherins. We have never had four Slytherins names that are not Crabbe and Goyle. I'm like who tell me who they are we know Pansy, it's Blaze it's Blaise. I mean there's gotta be other women in Slytherin but... Hissy McSnake face. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's Draco <laughs> yeah Draco and then there's four Ravenclaws Ernie and our three protagonists, because apparently Dean, Seamus, Lavender, Parvati, anyone else in Gryffindor just wasn't interested in taking this subject. To no, be fair, and enough, I could buy that if you I thought that buy... Snape was yeah. still going well, to... Yeah, well, this is the thing, because, like, Snape
1: probably... Well, he, we know he favoured the Slytherins. Probably after the Slytherins, he probably favoured the, the Ravenclaws, Ravenclaws. next. Um, and so I can actually understand why they would be more inspired to carry on with the subject. Yeah. And maybe the Gryffindors and Hufflepuffs less so.
0: Yeah. It, it does make sense it's just it's a very small class compared to the others because snape fucked it up basically, basically. Yeah. but yeah. they go into potions there's cauldrons already bubbling when they get there it's your charms old hat of course for us all oh, d.a. logs, oh. d.a. logs. i Lugs. have such a love for the twat that is ernie like <laughs> he's just he's a good person and i i love what, how much of a dick he is i just love it Ernie is the only acceptable Tory. <laughs> like, I do just have he a love for him. He would die for you. Like, you know he would. Yeah. In a, in a battle moment. Like, yeah. yeah. He's such
1: a twat. Oh, he's such a twat. You know, before they get into potions, Slughorn's belly preceded him out of the door. <laughs> like a pregnant person. Can you person. please not be so fat phobic, JK? Yeah. Please, please, please. There's no point asking at this a stage. way. Like... I don't care you're describing the character. This is such a shitty way of describing anyone. Yeah. It literally reminds me of like a pregnant
0: person when their belly comes first. Like At least they're carrying an extra human. Yeah, That's they've fun. got an extra human. But every descriptor of Slughorn comes with the he's fat in some way. Every <sighs> single descriptor of but him. How else would we know that he's morally grey? I don't know. If he wasn't in some way, air quotes, unattractive yeah, uh, yeah there's cauldrons already bubbling and one of them the one closest to our trio is our well, I'll, I'll foursome now ernie's part of the trio here huh. he is i old... honestly rewrite the books but from book one ernie is, is involved yeah ernie's from in the ernie's the perspective quadruple. why not yeah yeah uh, no but <laughs> oh my god i now want that fanfic where it's not that he is part of the main quadruple but the it, entire he, series set no, from ernie's perspective no 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 no, just that like the books exactly as they happen however because ernie thinks that he is the center of the universe he thinks that he is part of this inner sanctum <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, so then today I saw my best friends, Harry, Ron and Hermione. And, you know, obviously Harry being my best friend, he really um, values my opinion. So when I was talking at him in Herbology about this, like, you know, just like he thinks that he's part of the main... But actually, they're just like, you know, twice a book, they're like, and Ernie was there. Mm -hmm. And every time, Harry's like, Ernie Macmillan. I have to say both his names because Mm. I've forgotten who he is. (laughs) No, but yeah, also in the fan fiction from Ernie's point of view, he double-names himself. Of course he does. Ernie lives to be double-named. Yeah, it's like in um, Doctor Who, Harry is it harriet jones whenever she introduces herself, harriet, like, harriet, harriet jones harriet uh, jones former prime minister <laughs> i actually ended up being double named a lot in school because my friends only called me by my surname but people who weren't so close to me were too awkward to do that because there were a lot of Hannah's and they knew i only got called by my surname i was constantly double named so in the corridors we were like yeah. hannah twig and i was like yes that is my name thank yeah. you i'm not like james bond you don't have to do I that i actually because like i'm the only person that doesn't call you twig and the only person seemingly that calls you Hannah. Yeah. but for the first time the other day and I don't know you noticed it but I noticed it afterwards I caught myself calling you Twig I didn't I- notice it it's so just one of my names I don't mm. notice people yeah. doing it but like I noticed it because it was me doing it and I never do it but yeah I was like blah, blah, Twig and then like I did, I I just I suddenly became very self-aware I was like I just called her Twig yeah no would never have noticed something like that no. so yeah this cauldron's already bubbling away and the closest one is a gold cauldron emitting one of the most seductive scents Harry's is treacle tart broomstick handle (laughs) Harry please (laughs) Harry my darling please Harry get a new personality trait please (laughs) Please. I do I love the slow build up of his love of treacle tart Mm. it is like every book treacle tart is mentioned at least twice Harry loves treacle tart Um. but broomstick would handle I'm like Come on. (laughs) Babe, seriously. And something flowery he might have smelt at the burrow. This potion knows that Harry is in love before Harry has become self-aware of his love. This made me want to ask. Because I feel like this is a thing not only in Harry Potter, but just in like fiction in general, where someone realizes that they're in love with someone. Or when through a play. third thing. And it, yeah, yeah, it was like painfully obvious to everyone else. And they're like, oh, have you only just... Have either of you no. No. ever I've been just very one aware day I've realized? It,
1: no. no, of course not. No. No.
0: It doesn't work like that.
1: I mean, I think when I was like in year 10, I basically decided which boy I'd have a crush on. Oh, yeah. That's like, it was ace. I was just like, I guess I should be having a crush at this point.
0: I think (laughs) maybe I can understand it ever so slightly because me and Neil were friends for so many years before we went out. So it wasn't like... And everyone shipped you. And yeah, so like, it wasn't ew, no. like, I met him, I fancied him. I mm. met him, friends for many, many, many years. But, but I am still self-aware enough of my own yeah. feelings. When like you I started to that... you became aware. Yeah, it wasn't like... Mm oh my god I'm in love with Neil it was like oh yeah I'm aware that I am yeah. feeling something but the different thing
1: is, most of us overthink things and Harry has no
0: thoughts <laughs> he has not a single <laughs> yeah. thought and does that, that is little, so true. little smooth brain of his little baby smooth brain yeah um but this leads to the Obvious question. What are we all smelling in what we learned to be called amortentia? I like how you're like, oh, the obvious question. That Charlie and, posed. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> so I have uh, not come up with that. And an now Hannah before. is taking No, no, no. I'm asking that so you two will go first so and I have more time. Have <laughs> no, no, no. Can I just... This is my question because earlier I gave them advance warning mm-hmm. and, and they were both were like, confirm. oh my God. So this was not Hannah's question. This was mine. That Hannah is just steamrolled me. Yeah, well, you know, I need more time. I have enough well, time i will answer first because thank you it's my question thank you you two seemed very like no you have to pick three no fuck that i'm picking as many as i want i just listed all of the things my mum's perfume can't tell you what it is she does wear multiple but there is one Perfect. Very... i'm stealing your answer <laughs> no you're not allowed yes i am there is one very specific and every now and then i'll just be out and i'll like get a whiff of it and i'm like it's my mummy cats smell a cat obviously <laughs> It's not necessarily a nice or a bad smell, but just smell a cat. Okay. Roast dinner. A Christmas tree. Nice. Mm. And then probably like the strongest one for me is like, it's like a mix of smells. It's the smell of beer and salt and vinegar crisp. And this is pub smell, but not any old pub. This is what I would call like a, you know, when you walk past like a, I would call it a well-loved pub Mm -hmm. yeah and you just get that reek of salt and vinegar and beer nice and that to me is just love and childhood and family says a lot about my upbringing i am aware but yeah those are all the things to me and a lot of these are like i think it says a lot about me that they're family based every single one of these like there's not a single romantic smell in there this is all just my childhood and my family Nice. I, I don't feel like I have many romantic love smells that I would associate. Well, it's difficult because, like this, the the book tries to tell us that like people have smells, but like they don't. They don't. Like really. the most recent person they I was do. in romantic love with, the only smell I would associate with them is like X-Men medication. Nice, and, sexy. Like that's fine, but that's not a like romantic smell. Uh, not a romantic smell. This is not the point of
1: this. The point is not a romantic smell. It's just what the person or what the person or the thing that you love smells like. Exactly, and that's why Um, I went
0: with family love smells.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So the first one that popped into my head before my husband, actually. um, (laughs) 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 Iconic. uh, Was my mum's freshly made homemade rotli. Very nice. Or chapati for some people. Some people call it chapati. That is just the first just the best smell yeah. um the most nostalgic like... the loveliest there's just the most warming
0: ah yeah. yeah this is why i said roast dinner like yeah 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 it's um, yeah that home cooking oh
1: yeah no she makes a, a, a lot of amazing things but that is just like comfort that smell libraries nice mm-hmm. yeah definitely oh is, that's a really good yeah. one yeah smell of that's a library really smell of a bookshop but like the feeling you get in the library where, like, all these books are just there for yeah, you. Very yeah, very nice. And you can just pick whatever you like. And I feel um, like
0: libraries are usually cleaner than bookshops. Yeah, yeah. So it's a different smell. It Both a different are good. smell. Both
1: are good. But libraries is what came into my head most.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did my work experience in the library, so... Me too! No way! Yeah! It was, yeah, I have never known the alphabet better than when i did that it's
1: literally yeah. same like i would spend the first few days like reciting the alphabet yeah to and myself. then after
0: i'd be like yeah this comes after this yeah, i have yeah. never learned that
1: skill so that is impressive oh yeah no you
0: had to j- work in the library okay. yeah
1: yeah my husband obviously um yeah. people but do what have... does he
0: smell of i don't know he smells of him bring him here let me smell him <laughs> <laughs> sniff sniff we actually haven't met him yet no i know I'm i place. Him
1: okay <laughs> i'm sure he'll love that and then the last one i came up with was it's quite specific it's violin rosin so you put this stuff onto your violin bow or viola bow i'm mostly a viola player and it makes it gives it friction with the string right. um, and you have to keep applying it and it kind of comes off when you play and it's got a very specific smell so it's
0: lube no no it's uh, the opposite so it's like gymnasts when they chalk up yeah yeah that, it's more like that okay yeah Cool, it's anti-loop. Um, yes. I know what it is, yeah. and I can imagine what it smells like because it's like a wax, isn't it?
1: Or is it not? It wax-y? looks kind of like a wax, but it is more a like a kind of. If you look at it, it looks like kind of amber. Okay. But it kind of comes off onto your bow as yeah. sort of a powder. That's um, a really good one. So it just makes me think of just the joy of playing in an orchestra yeah. and making music with other people. So yeah, yeah. that's my fourth one. To be Very fair, nice.
0: yeah, that's inspired me. I maybe would add like guitar strings. Not because, I mean, I have played guitar before, but not since I was like 14. But because that is a smell I associate with my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm, nice. Hannah, have you thought of any? You know, I have thought of have some. Have you thought some. of I any know, that really are really in original? <laughs> um, yes. Um, the top one, which is the only answer I knew 100% going into this, was old books. Old books, which yeah. I know is essentially smelling the mould spores. I do understand that. Mm. I don't care. Mm. I literally will be in secondhand bookstores, and if I see a really old one, like 50, 100 years old, I pick it up and I'm like... Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a drug. I would pay good money to take you to my grandma's house I would sniff every book because she has a third floor that is one room just like all of the walls head to toe books and most of them are like vintage old books Yeah, I'm sorry I, I have stolen kind of one of yours but That's I would have come up with it it's not one the purpose of my mum wears now it's the one she wore when I was a kid yeah and it used to she used to wear it not every day when she'd go out to dinner or a dinner party or to the pub and it would mean like I used to be obsessed with watching my mum get ready for a night mm-hmm. out and I used to think when I'm older I'm going to have dinner parties and I'm going to get to the pu- go to the pub. And but yet, it also meant I have spent probably over a year demanding that you host do a dinner I party. Have a table. We don't care, we will sit on the floor. That's not what I oh, want. I one... want I want a table. I want a table. Yeah, you need a t- I'm, I'm kind of with Hannah, you need a table. For the dinner okay, party then... that I want of my dreams, I need a table. No, but like at least do something because at this point I do do many things I host lots of things (laughs) so yeah and it also used to mean that I was going to get a babysitter which I used to really love having a babysitter so like it just that is one of my strongest like links Mm. to memories I do yeah I do agree because when I say my mum's perfume because yeah she's got a few I would say it's probably like her like going Going out out one that I remember really specifically but what I also used to love was when I used to babysit when I was a teenager and then you would get to like This is so weird, but you would like you'd see the mums all glammed up and they'd be wearing their their perfume, their perfume, and like the kids would be really excited. Yeah, but you'd get to see that snippet into someone else's life, other people's formative memories. Yeah, yeah, it is such a formative memory of mine. So I'd say that's a big one. I mean, I feel like I've got to throw Neil in, but I don't feel like he has. I couldn't tell you what smells of Neil. Coconut. Think, but do you, like... You think Neil smells of coconut. Do you just go around sniffing Neil? That's no, his th- hair cream. Yeah. But that's not... He's only sat wearing that in the last year and a half. That was my Neil. Because, yeah, I've known him less time. But, yeah, because normally, like, I hug him and I'm always like, he smells amazing because he smells of coconut. Yeah, that's his hair curl cream. But he's only started wearing that the last year and a half. So that, to me, isn't Neil. But, no, I don't actually think... Okay, like, what about, like... I feel like vinyl has a smell and Neil must smell of vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't smell of vinyl. I'm sure, actually, if, like... <laughs> I properly concentrated on it. There's probably something I'm not noticing. I'm sure there is. Just start sniffing Neil more Um, is the lesson here. Basically. And then the only other ones I could think of are more vague, but some of my favorite smells are, and they're so like wanky, is like the smell when it's been hot and it happened last night, when it's been hot and then it rains. Mm-hmm. Ah. there's a really specific, yeah, there smell. Is a specific smell and then one of my favorite smells of the world is when you blow out a nice scented candle and the, the, the smoke oh, that sort of yeah, burn-y, yeah. the bernie bernie smoky yeah, smell agree with that cool yeah. hannah's
1: an arsonist yeah
0: maybe i would change yeah because i was trying to think because i love like christmas as, as like a whole period yeah so maybe i would because i was trying to think about what encapsulates so maybe not christmas tree but maybe you know when you go outside yes. in like october november and you're like smells of christmas yes i love that and i can't identify what it is but i yeah, love that yeah maybe that smell it's that kind of
1: mulled wine smell with like cookies yeah maybe. but like,
0: even the weather sometimes you just go outside and, and the it, weather like, smells. It's getting the crisp cold weather yeah. The crisp. yeah you go outside no, and you're mean. like yeah the seasons yeah. have changed but i can, but smell I can it also yeah, yeah. smell it in the air when you get the first hot day of the year yeah, there's or even warm day like the first day of spring. You can smell. Yeah, because another thing that I like thought about but didn't put in was like freshly cut grass. In I the did summer. think of that. Yeah, that's one of the minors, isn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah. yes, it is. Yeah, but that's why I didn't put it in. But it is true. Cause, again, it kind of reminds me of like childhood. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just thinking about like the only time in my life that I've been happy. Maybe also your sense actually. I, I was actually talking about this with some friends the other day. Your sense are actually more heightened and linked to memory you're, when you're a child, which is why kids can do this fucking bizarre thing where they can identify each of their classmates by their jumpers. Um. And like every kid has this experience of being in school and being like, whose jumper is this? Oh, it's this and person. Everyone it and everyone knows who it is. And you don't retain that. To adult- My friend who's a primary school teacher and she's like, yeah, the kids can do that. The kids can do that. And we were looking it up and talking about it and it's because children have a more heightened sense of smell than adults. Mm. Which is why kids can do that. Which is also why you think smells from your childhood are so attractive because yeah. they're so linked to your core memories because your memories weren't forming very well yeah. but also your sense of smell was heightened yeah. so Snuggorn then starts his talk and I've, I've written I've done one of your notes I've written just the word libacious which I'm pretty sure is the first name of the person that's written the textbook which like J.K. Rowling had this habit in book one of naming the book writers after like so yes. obviously due to the subject but by book six it just feels silly like you can't mm. call the person that wrote the potions textbook libacious that feels stupid. Yeah. I, I also wanted to talk about when Hermione starts to answer like all of Slughorn's questions and he does the whole, oh, you, my best friend's the brightest witch of the year. Oh or whatever yeah, I, ha- I have many notes about I that section. That. And he asks Hermione, he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Hermione Granger. And he's like, are you related to this Granger that's like mm. famous Hector Dagworth Granger. I mm-hmm. don't know why it sticks in my brain. Like we talk a lot about the, like lineage and genetics when it comes to magic and blah 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 and blah. Mm. And I'm just like, I really, really am interested in like a scenario in which it could be like Hermione is distantly related and that magic could be uh, like, res- is it called recessive? recessive? Yeah, yeah. So
1: Rowling did talk about the whole like moleborns probably have a recessive. Because yada yada yada.
0: It's weird um, because it's like, it feels like as we know it magic is supposed to be this like dominant gene that we often see it that if there's like a wizard and a muggle-born and they reproduce it's they're, always a wizard. They're, they're gonna unless they're a squib they're gonna be a wizard and i'm just like okay like it's weird to me the idea that this is like a dominant gene because surely then the population of like wizards, wizards would be a lot higher and i guess maybe you could argue that maybe back in the day like mixing was less encouraged. I don't
1: think it's helpful to apply genetics to magic. I don't Mm. like it. The problem is
0: JK has Has. tried to because the the way that it's sort of explained in the book is that the purebloods are very very wrong when they think that they should only mix with purebloods for the best magical lineage because actually that's making the wizards die out and they should actually to keep the race going breed with muggles as much as possible is kind of paraphrasing the books which... Is gross, but yeah, does raise the question that Muggle, uh, Wizarding is therefore exponential. So eventually, they would become more than Muggles.
1: We are going to see an example of this book where they, if when they keep inbreeding, it doesn't go great. No,
0: bad, very,
1: very bad. She tries to say that it's a recessive gene and something, something, something. She tried to do the whole. She doesn't try and do it in the books. To be fair, she doesn't try and go on a whole genetics thing in the yeah. books, which I'm very, very glad about. But she did try and explain it and outside. And obviously with a really, really like GCSE level knowledge of genetics, yeah. it wasn't going to work anyway. I don't like it. I'd actually prefer it if Hermione wasn't related to Hector. Down yeah, I, I would yeah. I would prefer it that way. I'm not
0: saying that I want her to be. It's more that I'm interested in that, like, being explored. Because it's just odd to me that it's like, Yes, like, if a muggle-born and a wizard have a baby, it's going to be a wizard. Because then it's like, why are there not more wizards? That doesn't seem to yeah. make a lot of sense. It's, therefore, like, if... And it's never explored. If a muggle-born and a wizard have a child and that child does not have magic, is that just a muggle-born or is that a squib? We never really get that answered. And then it's also like, okay, say... Say that you have, like, a muggle family... And a wizard marries into that family. Surely, it's only the immediate family that get to know. Therefore, could you not, in theory, have if you went far enough up a Muggle-born child's? Oh yeah, that they would have tree, heritage, in it would. Yeah. That they could have heritage. Wizard heritage, but that because they wizards didn't know about. Hundred yeah. percent, because it was secret to a large majority of the family, yeah. and that at some point either there was a Muggle born with a wizard family or a squib. With do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't make sense because we never get that answered. If a wizard and a Muggle have a have a non-magical I child is that a squib. yeah i don't, I don't think don't i want, want those aunts. i don't i don't like it. Do, it smacks I of agree. eugenics it smacks of like i do agree but i just find it weird like i find it weird essentially that we get given this label of squib for someone born to magical parents yeah because to me that's what that's what my issue is is with the entire label of squib because then it implies that if you have a magical parent or grandparent blah 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 that you then have to have magic because that doesn't actually make sense. and she does bring tiny elements of this into the text. i think it's hagrid who says if we only bred with other purebloods we'd die wrong. out and it's like let's not make some sort of muggle breeding program. gross. yeah. i mean i do appreciate what ron is saying. is
1: like There's only, there's literally a handful of pure blood families. If they didn't start marrying muggles or muggle-borns at some point, they would be in serious trouble. Yeah. Like the gaunts are. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, no, I get his point. I just, I don't think we want too much of this. I don't think we need this kind of...
0: Yeah. And I kind of like the randomness... I would of prefer- muggle because it kind of implies that it's like a, it almost implies if you want to bring it down as genes that it's a random mutation which yes. i quite like like i like yeah, that the, the magic is a random mutation yeah. i really like yeah. that and i like yeah. that as well but then i just think that you surely have to have Muggleborns coming from a muggle and a wizard i don't understand why the wizard gene is in the text presented as the dominant one when no, surely no, they, isn't
1: she said recessive she said recessive that's why it passes through quite and quite often more often passes through to yeah um muggle borns and less often you know you, you don't get squib so often it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense frankly it doesn't um but
0: because i just i don't know i would like to see in the text at some point someone where it's like it's not that they're a squib it's that they had both a wizard and a muggle parent and, and they just didn't like get the, the magic brothers
1: there's two of them in a muggle family so presumably the Creavy brothers, it seems quite likely to me that they had some sort of wizarding answers. A hundred percent. If there's two um, of them, then... There's two then... of their brothers. Yeah, and... It's, yeah.
0: How but can they not be? But that's the opposite of what, what I mean because they have magic. I would like to see someone that was born without magic but had a magical parent. More squibs. But wasn't but like, a squib. But that's not a squib because they... Because they got their mum's genes who was just a muggle. they didn't get the magic gene. It's yeah. not that they're a squib. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, see yeah, you mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what what the tech... Because there's also a confusing line of what the tech calls half-blood, which someone once mapped out because Harry is a half-blood even though he has two wizarding parents. Yeah. And to become a pure-blood, it would essentially have to go through at least three generations of pure wizarding. So there's a confusing mix of what Half blood is compared to yeah. pure blood, but you mean a half blood in the purest sense of wizard and Muggle have a wizard and Muggle child. But I just mean if they just had one child. Oh, okay, fine. And it just didn't have magic because why is it all of all of the ones that we see in the text are that they had like say like a Muggle and a wizard parent because we're and they're always from a- the
1: wizarding point of view. That's what is. It's all about the lens of the Yeah, you're but then we through, get squibs it? explored, but
0: squib is always explored from the point of view that they had wizarding parents That's and what then I they mean. had. It's explored no... from
1: the wizarding point of view.
0: But then, but in we which have.
1: Any wizarding parent. Giving birth to a, a non-magical child is viewed as a squib. Is there that child is then a squib but because then, they have a magical parent? But then, and and because that's magical perspe- is that's the, the dominant gene, thing. I'm yeah. not saying it, you're wrong. No, yeah.
0: no, 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 no. But then, that's what I'm saying is that I would have liked to have that explored. That it's not necessarily that they're like a squib because I think that entire thing is just flawed. But that it's like there needs to be that in between where it's like it's not that they're a squib. It's just that they just didn't get magic. You know? Mm, Yeah. Because I I just feel like squib is this, like, thing in the society that it's like, oh, no, you're a squib. That's a bad thing. But it's like, there needs to just be some that just didn't get magic, surely? I think the other thing is, we're seeing a society that currently, at the stage that Harry is looking at it, is extremely flawed and broken. Like, Harry is still viewed as lesser when you toss it all up because he's half blood and Ron despite the fact he's pure blood is viewed as lesser because his family like and interact with muggles we're seeing a society which is not just internally prejudiced but outwards we're fine is outwardly horrifically prejudiced. Like we're yeah. seeing a society that hides squibs under the rug. So we're not going to hear about it because shove them away. Like they don't exist, but we're going to hire one as a cleaner. Cause that's fair when we live in a school of magic. Like yeah. we're seeing a society at its most broken, which she doesn't fix throughout the book series. Yeah, I think that she, as she likes to do with the entire inclusion of squib, Opened a can of worms that I meant, she no, 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 like it, wasn't no. <laughs> able to handle. Yeah. And yeah, with the whole like Granger thing, I'm like, I'm not saying that I would have liked to see that. I'm more like, I think that it's interesting to think about the fact that surely there are some muggle-borns that did actually have wizarding like relatives that they the just is, didn't know about. Yeah. She
1: was making direct parallels to the Nazis... And their classification of people as Jewish mm. or not Jewish. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. That's that's her direct comparison. Like, it's really, really, really direct. Yeah. And so it's not actually, like, for the Jews, it wasn't about genetics or blood. They, In fact, the Nazis really, really struggled to find any kind of genetic or, you know, biological component that made someone Jewish. Because, frankly, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. Um... And there is no biological component to race. That's been proven over and over and over again. Um, And so this is all about societal perception. It's not about genes. It's about how people view
0: people. Yeah. The thing is, J.H. Rowling both made the series what it is, like the the, the most famous piece of culture it became, Mm -hmm. because she intertwined the wizarding world with the muggle, therefore the real world, so heavily. Like, that was intentional. But what that obviously does compared to a lot of fantasy series is blow open these wide massive questions of but how does that work but how does that work and the only reason we have those questions is because we can relate into it because we are the muggles in this but like that is one of the reasons the books became so famous because they're so relatable so she she set herself a massive double-edged sword by doing this yeah but yeah, this is all because Hermione answers a load of questions. And mm-hmm. Slughorn's like, are you related to this? She says, no, both my parents are muggles. So then Slughorn goes, oh, this is the friend you were telling me about. And he yep. quotes the line directly. My and then best Ron... friend. And Ron. <laughs> what was that, Hannah? In English? I just. <laughs> okay, so Ron is then like, if he had asked me, I would have said oh, that. Yeah, I would have said, said that. that. I would have said that. Such petty jealousy oh, yeah. Ron. And yeah. Hermione is thing between them like, Harry did you? And then she's like to run, oh yeah. shush. Like, <laughs> I just love it. Like, yeah. I also, do. Oh god. I love watching like the and I'm picking up it's one of those things I'm picking up on it more as we kind of do our in-depth read as we always say but the kind of like phases that Ron goes through where I feel like at this point he has kind of slightly realised that he has feelings for Hermione yeah and he starts to get annoyed that he's not doing the right thing yes he then goes through the phase of oh well fuck it I'm fucking this up anyway so I'm just really gonna fuck it yeah, up like, so I've sabotages. already ruined it so I'm just gonna ruin try it more. Yeah. giant mood as a yeah. perfectionist you know when you're like I'm not doing this perfectly so I'm not gonna yeah. do it at all <laughs> he he does that yeah. and then when he starts to go through his, I'm gonna get books and I'm gonna like, like work learn work how to flirt <laughs> and you, you know who that's really like who Luke and Gilmore Girls oh my god it is oh my god it is Okay, we'll get to that when we get to that. (laughs) I also think, though, this scene is really key, not just for Ron's jealousy, but because we know post-textually that J.K. Orling has confirmed that the last thing Hermione smelt is something to do with Ron. But Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty obvious from the books anyway. And I honestly think, from the hints we've got in the books, we've said Hermione was being more mean in book five and a bit more dense about some things, but Ron was the one to gift her the perfume. I think Ron has... Kind of realised his feelings a bit before that. He's gone about it in terrible ways, denying ways. I think this moment is one of those moments... I kind of love the trope of the such smart girl she doesn't realise. Like, I know it's so classic and it's we were just bitching about it. But I think it's this moment where she's sitting in front of the potion and she says, I can smell fresh parchment and freshly mown grass. And then she goes, and... And Shit Yeah, I can smell Ron And it's in this moment Because unlike Harry She actually has a brain Where she goes I'm in love with Ron And then Ron goes yeah. I would have said That you're the smartest And she's like yeah. fuck I don't know what to do yeah. and Harry's just sitting there like dady, it's, doo, 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 it's doo. one of those things as much as I don't think that it happens in real life I also don't think that um, enemies to lovers or sharing a bed or like no I love I love a trope they don't or even- pretend uh, dating, dating, dating yeah fake dating. like none of those things happen in real life but I still fucking love yeah. them in and fiction and the smart girl who doesn't realise she's in love with the boy is one of my favourite tropes and I fully believe in this moment Hermione Unlike Ron, who has realised his feelings and has gone about it in all the wrong ways, uh, Hermione hasn't. See, I don't. Okay, that's no. fair enough. I'm happy no. for people to disagree, but this is don't the way I've that. always interpreted it. I actually it. see
1: her playing this pretty cool. Oh, you I think-, think Hermione smiled but made a shushing gesture is like her like being like, yeah, I know you fancy me, but hang on, let's just listen to what the teacher says. <laughs> um, which is very, very Hermione. Um, and I, th- I think she knows exactly what's going on with Ron in this moment. I think she... Yeah, she 100% understands what's going on with Ron. She's been on top of this for a while. She was the one who was like, well, maybe you should have asked me first to the young That
0: is true. That's very true. And we, like, there is a theory that I love about how Hermione technically is, at this point, a lot older than them because of the time travel thing. And she already was anyway. She already was anyway. Yeah, but, like, at this point, like, substantially more in terms of puberty ages. Anyway, so, yeah, maybe there's, like, an element of it's, like she's realized before him but she's also like realized in a way where she's like it the timing's wrong because you're still you know working out how to actually flirt with me and become that person yeah Yeah. so she's waiting for him to catch up yeah but then maybe it's also that thing then obviously later on where it's like just because she doesn't want him yet she doesn't want anyone else to want him to have him which is like yeah sometimes a giant mood i think she,
1: she she was gonna ask him well she was trying to ask him to this ball later. Yeah. I know you're gonna to get to this.
0: I think but, Yeah, but I think then at this point he goes point, and screws
1: up because he got pissed off that she made out with crumb years like, ago. Yeah, yeah years ago. And and that's kind boy.
0: of Yeah, but I yeah. think at this point she doesn't because she's like he is only just working out for himself yeah. that he wants me, therefore I don't want him. But yeah, I think then la- being, it's quite considerate, just waiting for him to catch up. Yeah, but then like, I, 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 I honestly interpreted so differently that she's <laughs> honestly in this situation being the dumber one and not that she hasn't fancied him, but she's full on being, or maybe she's, she's been like, it. maybe she's been like, I do, but it's just a crush. I do, but it's just a crush. I'm never going to actually fancy Ron. And then she's like, shit, I'm in love with him. Yeah. Just, because she's logical. She's like, if I smelt it in the amortentia, it's real. This yeah. is it. Mm. This is this is the final deal because I've smelled yeah. it in the amortentia.
1: Do you think I, it a, is the final deal? Because she smells it in the amortensia. I think, think in it's... her logic brain. No, no, but like, do you think it actually is? What do you mean, Rhonda in general?
0: No, 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 no.
1: no. Do you think you that smell? what you smell? Oh no, I think what you is smell like... is changing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it's one of those things where you go and you smell your true love. No. I think it's probably no. much more of like a fickle. It's fickle. Like, it's 100%. An experience thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. I believe amortensia changes. But I think it confirms to her that she's yeah, yeah, her yeah, feelings so. are stronger or more real. I think that we know that Hermione's is very like a crush, literal yeah. person and she has like a lot of misplaced faith in these kind of things. So she will trust the potion yeah, in this that. moment. Yeah. yeah. However like I will say I I don't feel like I have like one set way that I think about. Like I'm on neither of your sides basically. I can <laughs> see valid. both as valid. I can see both of the arguments like I can also see like i can see both your arguments i can also see other people's arguments i i feel like i am not a big enough shipper of ron and hermione i'm sorry Hannah I'll is think about crying, it till i die crying blood there's actually <laughs> blood coming out of every single one of <laughs> hannah's orifices right now um it's pretty ugly but like it's it's not it's that i don't ship them it's it's just not been one of my like favorite things so like i i could kind of see either way i think that we like have seen that Hermione is really bad when it comes to, like, social things. So I think that maybe I would lean towards her not realising that either of them have feelings for each other. She's so dumb. Um, because, yeah, like, she is very, very bad at these kind of things. So, yeah, maybe, maybe I see her not necessarily realising for a while that runs into her and then yeah maybe i feel like she does realize that she's into him but is understandably in denial about it as he would be but do you know what this would have been a great moment one. for it would have been a great moment for Narre to harry to say and there ron hermione go again not realizing that they mm. like the other one rather than th- in three chapters time being like I thought this would, ha- would happen uh, for many years. Shut up, Did Harry, you? Do you think it, and put it in the fucking text. Yeah. You stupid I boy. was like, and I definitely had this thought before because I definitely have had a thought <laughs> before. Have, so I'm Harry Potter and I've, I've had so many thoughts. All of the thoughts. <laughs> I am really smart. Do you guys remember the fandom at this time? The, the what did it be? The
1: fandom. The fandom. Well, you you weren't old enough to be in the fandom. Not at this, this age. Time.
0: No, not at the time the book got
1: published. It was insane. with the, Harry
0: Hermione, the Harry Ron, Hermione, Hermione versus shippers. Harry
1: Ron. Yeah. And Harry, was, Ron? Sorry, <laughs> Harry Ron. Sorry.
0: I mean, and the Harry Ron
1: camera in the back, like. Yeah. I don't think the shippers were quite that progressive at that point. Yeah. Um, no, the yeah Hermione Harry HMS HMS Harmony. They would call it an H M S Heron. That was. Wait, yeah. what happened to Hermione? No, no, that came later. Heron? Heron, yes. Why wouldn't you go... I don't... I didn't make these up. <laughs> That's awful. Why <laughs> wouldn't you go, Remini, stop. And and there was so much anger and, like, it was genuinely extremely toxic at the time. The thing the way is, I love and nothing more than a toxic
0: out. fandom. And As also- someone previously that was a member of the Supernatural fandom, <laughs> I love it. What I love, though, is that, like... With when the Twilight series was written, the marketing was intentional for you to pick a love interest. J.K. Rowling never wanted Harry and Hermione to get together, and yet the fandom was just insistent. Like it's it's mad to me that she never tried to do a love triangle. She never wanted to, and then.
1: I think the phrase she used when this book came out was hammer and anvil sized
0: hints. Yeah, it, it, it's it was, so obvious you know, Hermione that and Ron. Hermione and Ron is yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it says a lot <laughs> about the ages of the fandom in that it was very much the oh, yeah. age where you thought that men and women can't be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what yeah. your parents Hermione said.
1: Hermione has to end up with one of them, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Whereas, yeah, whereas, like,
0: even if now as an older person I can see that Hermione and Ron have some issues even though I shipped them to the end of time. Mm. Hermione and Harry work in no way. I don't understand how you like, could read the books and be yeah. like, they're going to be together. No, they're not. She's That's... genuinely scared of him when he gets angry. And he's genuinely intimidated by her yeah. 90% of the time whereas Ron stands up to her. Like, yeah. they yeah. don't work. They don't work. But, yeah, and I hate to say it, I kind of feel like the same way about Harry and Ginny in that I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like I can see that they have a lot in common because they're the same character, but that no. does not a romance make. Cause you
1: can't imagine anyone fancying Harry, no. genuinely. Cause well, Harry, Harry has, has no- got,
0: Really hasn't got anything going Harry for him. Has nothing. Okay, Harry it's, has <laughs> Harry has occasional sas broom <laughs> skills, and nothing else. Literally. I mean, yes, he is that person that makes the gym his entire personality. Note him smelling <laughs> Harry a gym stick rapper. or wax or whatever. But like, Harry, yeah, just to me, like the whole Ginny and Harry thing is it's just like, Ginny is Harry in a ginger wig. You know? It's she's no, it's worse she's than like that. the same. She's per- the female version of Ron is no, the problem. No, 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 no but it's, it's worse like than it's that. it's mummy issues. She's his mum. How did they roll up Ron, his mum, and himself into it's one? It's his personality in a look like a Mummy issue-shaped package.
1: V- with the kind of
0: sense of humour of Ron without without the self-esteem like, issues. And it just like i just i'm such a firm believer in that like having loads in common is actually like usually a bad thing in a relationship and it depends like obviously there are some you know you've got to share similar goals and similar morals and values however like Jeannie and harry are like you like quidditch i like quidditch oh my god let's let's get married and have babies and it's like that's not how it's not even that
1: like a bloody monster in the
0: chest in like, it. that's that's not going to oh, yeah no. 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 I don't right. But like enjoy but, that when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just something that like I never saw whereas I actually feel like then you look at Luna and Harry and I'm just like, "Oh, look, they actually balance each other and actually like add something to each other's lives." Yes. I I never realized before this podcast what like a who hoona? hoona larry ship i was and here we are apparently so i don't know the, the more that we're reading into this the more i'm like fuck ginny and harry yeah. anyway mm. they're talking about the love potion to they bring are. it back around and i think that's an important line just to pull out now we don't have to discuss it but i love that i think it's interesting for what we're gonna learn a lot about in book six is love potions cannot create love Just a powerful infatuation or obsession. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important just to pull out
1: as we go forward. And I think it's probably the most dangerous and powerful potion in this room. And people snicker. And I think, do you know what else I have this note coming? It makes sense that people snicker. Like six years. It does. Six years. Yeah. It makes sense that they snicker.
0: But this, along with a few other things that get brought up, i think slughorn is a fantastic teacher mm. i have thoughts on this with a capital t
1: okay <laughs> uh, my,
0: my notes were although pompous he's a really good teacher he gets them excited for their year of lessons which is so yeah. important at the beginning of a two-year period and really honestly answers their questions when oh, someone asks, have you taken felix for this yes twice in my life when someone asks, why do you think it's the most dangerous like what does it feel like? Yeah et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yeah. He's really honestly answering their questions. He's coming around and giving feedback. He's getting them excited for the two yeah. years. Slughorn is one of the first example what well, McGonagall is a good teacher and la 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 yeah. la. But Slughorn is one of the first new teachers we've been introduced to, apart from Lupin, who is a fantastic educator. Like yeah. seriously good. Slughorn
1: discusses like why certain potions are better with like, you know, the addition of this or the, you know, That counteracts side effects of such and such. Mm. Um, He talks about the characteristic looks and smells Mm -hmm. of the potions. Snape literally never did any of this. He just wrote the recipe on the board.
0: He didn't even write it. He went like that. With his wand. With his
1: wand. Recipe is on the board.
0: Off you go. Yeah. Awful, awful. Yeah, so yes. it's, it's, I like it because we are still very unsure of Slughorn. At this point, we've had half new teachers introduce a bad, half new teachers introduce a good. Slughorn ends up being the first true middle ground we've got. He is the true grey... Yeah, we're getting an example of a really good teacher. What I can't quite imagine is Slughorn teaching a group of first years because what I'm sensing from Slughorn, he's a very good teacher of slightly yeah. older students. No, but don't... we're not seeing his lessons. I trust that he would also be good at that. I think so. Mm.
1: The, what I have an issue is, is um, basically, um, if Snape had been a good teacher, by this point, they would be able to fix the issues with the textbooks themselves. If Snape had been... a Because Snape is clearly a very, very, very talented potioner. Yeah, Snape has this knowledge. He has this knowledge. He understands potions. There's clearly like a deep, like theoretical level of potions that Snape understands. He's able to, he's able to play with potions. Potions clearly aren't that you get it right or you get it wrong. Yeah. There's, there's nuance there. There's, you know... There's room there to improve potions, to like add effects, to counteract Mm. effects. Um, And Snape clearly understands all of this. But nothing he's done in the last five years has taught any of his students any of this. Yeah. And that's why Hermione is suddenly just like, well, no, I'm supposed to be following the instructions. Yeah, which is
0: such a bad way to view potions because it's actually fascinating that potions, unlike the rest of magic, has room for nuance, has room for improvement, for learning, for, okay, what... What and what I don't understand is what Snape should have been teaching from the beginning is here is what the ingredients does. L- Fluxweed does this, this. Lace weed does this. Yeah. Therefore, can you come up with a potion yes, that does this that bit. based yeah. on these ingredients? That's how potions we I mean. should Yes, work. They've yeah, done cause...
1: essays on the different ingredients, but they clearly haven't made that. Link. That yeah. link, yeah. Yeah, because
0: yeah, what I was going to say is I understand that Slughorn is teaching from what we see to like a higher level in terms yes. of, you know, obviously we have the whole devise an antidote, bees or... God, I'm, I'm thrilled to get to that then. bit. Like, that is a lot going but on like, in that chapter. You know, I'm not saying, obviously, we're, we're seeing a more advanced class here. I'm not saying that snakes should have been teaching that. However, this seems to take the class by like... They're like, huh? Yeah. We're supposed to invent a potion and it, it it's like such a new concept to them and i'm not saying they should have been taught that however what they definitely should have been taught is that this is a thing that it is, is possible to do yeah the like, principles should have been set up for them yeah, yeah. and slocum it clearly be adores to... the principles he yes. likes what the ingredients can do this is why he's yeah, such a yeah. good teacher yeah. it, it shouldn't have been used to them in that lesson that you could essentially invent a yeah. Uh, yeah. potion. I had like more to say on the love potion thing because yeah, I, I love it when fiction and media plays with this idea of love potion. And, you know whether it can actually replicate real love and blah blah blah. Um, Nikita, I'm right in remembering you have not watched Buffy.
1: No, I haven't. So. No,
0: okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this to you guys because it's not in any way a big spoiler, and there are people hopefully, well, no, definitely listening that will have seen it. There's a really great episode of Buffy where there's a male character that uses a, lo- a love spell. But it goes really, really wrong. And it actually does the pure opposite of where, what he meant to do. Where it makes every... And it's really problematic because it's just every woman in the world, regardless of their sexuality, nice. um, fall in love with him. Aside from the woman that he <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. <laughs> to the point Gold. where he is Ugh. then like, you know, like followed through the street by like an army of women. And it's like it's, yeah, yeah, obviously there's a lot problematic about Buffy, but it's such a good episode in terms of that really, like, basic level principle of there being another male character being like, yeah, you really fucked up. Like, it's, it's a really good use of, like, love spell, love potion. I do like that in almost all fiction and in almost all literature, anything, love is placed on a pedestal where it cannot be realistically replicated or anything. Love is mm. always, like, yeah, you can create obsession you can create the feelings of love but love is something inherent that cannot be realistically actually created like i find that amazing that fantasy I like writers
1: that. i know it's a trope but i like it i yeah. like
0: it I, I i like that fantasy writers can come up with dragons and, and all these incredible yeah. things but they're like do you know what's the most magic- magical the fact that humans can love and magic can't even recreate can't that because that's that. so fucking yeah. cool. Like yeah. that's so good. Yeah. yeah. I do like it. However, I do find it slightly reductive in the fact that I feel like there are so many different types of love. Mm. Even different types of romantic love that I feel like it's weird to just say like, oh, you can't recreate romantic love but when it's like You can't
1: recreate the other types either. You can't make those other types. No, yeah. but and well, they, I... you're right. They are super important, but no one ever tries to claim that you can create that any of those other kinds of yeah love. the, the no, parental I love think,
0: the friendship love no one ever says no that no, you can no but I think those. what I mean is that like even in terms of okay let's take romantic love as to say this is like the most classically talked about I feel like when you fall in love with someone you go through different stages and different types of romantic love because there is that stage of romantic love where it is a lot more of like a either like physical or like fickle or like a more shallow form yeah or which obsessive. is maybe what you would like typically have a love potion for. described as like being a love potion and that's not to say that it's any lesser but that just for like a lot of people that is like a natural stage through love you have that like carnal exciting very surface level like even can be like completely miss directed love because sometimes you can fall in love with the idea of someone and then actually get to know them and be like fuck it's the honeymoon phase yeah the honeymoon that's what we call it Yeah, yeah but then I feel like there are even like so many different levels of love between that and this idea of this like cosmic true love which I feel like is the one that is quite often explored in fiction of you can't can't replicate true love. And I guess what I would love to see, and someone let me know if it exists, is, you know, fiction that actually explores the different shades of love, the 50 shades of love, Uh, and, like, what ones can and can't be replicated. Because, yeah, I feel like it's not that any one of these different stages or types of love are lesser or not. It's that, you know most people go through a certain path and you go through each of those different stages and that's like a normal thing. Mm, Like you can love someone romantically that you've known for a month or you can love someone romantically that you've known for 50 years. It's going to be a different kind of love but that's not to say that one is necessarily lesser or more powerful or, or more... Difficult to replicate. Yeah. And and I think also fiction has a tendency, and so because it replicates real life, a tendency to separate out types of love when love is actually something inherent. And we place romantic love on a pedestal that it shouldn't necessarily be on because familial or friend love is often just as important, often the same feelings, which is why this is then I am taking this higher point to such a tacky, cheesy reference but I still love the moment in Frozen when I realized that it's like true love was actually between the sisters. I was yeah. like, okay, for the first Disney movie to do that, I love that it. was fucking incredible the first time I All watched right, that. Right, Zoella.
1: You're right. I no
0: like I'm sorry. The first time I was watching that and it was like because you are so used to true love's Chris, romantic love. True love, true love, true love means romantic love. And for a piece of fictional work to be like familial love is true love, yeah. friendship yeah. love, all of that. I think that... Loved it. I, I, I think that we separate out types of love too much when love is something that is inherent, not not inherent, but a feeling that doesn't necessarily need these strict boundaries of I love you as a as a friend, as a family member, as a romantic. A lot of those feelings are exactly the same, just slightly different. They're not, Totally different avenues. We get introduced to Lucky Potion, Felix Felicis. Felix Felicis. Which
1: um, you know how Malfoy steals the Polyjuice Potion because how he's like, oh, there was a big vat of it down in the, and the it, dungeons, and, and it wasn't
0: in front of his table. The Felix Felicis was in front of his t- it. Is that what you're going to mention? Why didn't he steal the Felix Felicis? Or that, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm, asked, I'm
1: not expecting an answer to that, I, but I think mm. it's a bit dumb.
0: What pissed me off is when she said the Polyjuice potion, she said it was on the Ravenclaw table, and I'm like, just, just say it's on the Slytherin table, because then it's, yeah. it's it's more believable and a yeah. better It would make that, more sense, wouldn't that, it? That he would steal it, because he would have to walk over to the Ravenclaw table, and what's he doing? In front of Terry Boots' yeah. nose, just scooping it out? Like, <laughs> I guess... Come it, on, say it's on the Slytherin table, for God's sake! Yeah. And it would have been really easy to, like, put in a line about how maybe the Lucky potion was the most heavily... Guarded, you yeah. know. Yeah, he but should have also once the lazy, it. Well, once that because writing. because yeah. she even says in the text, Draco's eyes lit up at the idea of winning a small thing as a prize, and I'm like, or oh, he could have tried to steal some. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. yeah. <gasps> but yeah, there is a prize of this Felix Felicis for the <laughs> best brewed potion. um It's worth noting the Felix Felicis is banned in sports, exams, and elections. Which, okay, number one. How is this regulated? How are you checking? People have not taken it, not explained. Yeah, Two, no. how Especially does it- because it's not like, you know, Slughorn like goes, oh, by the way, Madam Hooch, I'm giving away some of this this year. So just for like this year, just you to- might want to introduce testing into the... Quid- no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, he doesn't warm. Also, by Hooch. the way, a Quidditch player won it. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, the Quidditch captain won it. Just Pro- probably not relevant. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. yeah. Because someone's just like, it's banned in sporting events. Are you doing drug testing? Because you should be. Yeah, you should Would be. You and you feel like there must six... be like a really easy, like magical spell like, you could they do, like, could a little, walk through. A little barrier that they have to walk through. Yeah. You yeah. know, but they yeah. go through Felix like the waterfall in, yeah. like rainbows? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at the entrance of exams, they've also got to go through that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe they do, and it's just not said. But they but no, should be they said. Don't. They definitely don't for Quidditch. I could buy the exams, but they definitely don't for Quidditch. They don't for the exams. No, they need to. We'd yeah, know. that needed to be added in. B. Um, the second point with Filius Felices, how? the fuck does this potion work okay it's magic people are gonna say it's magic fuck off i hate when people i hate when i make tiktoks and put effort into them and people reply it's magic magic. (laughs) you're talking about the house yes i am okay (laughs) okay so every potion we've been introduced to previously affects the drinker okay it makes them fall in love it makes them change their appearance it makes them go to sleep it makes them tell the truth it is affecting the drinker a lucky potion inherently is just not is not just affecting the drinker it has to be affecting the behavior of those that interact with the drinker Mm -hmm. i think how uh,
1: this is gonna this is bullshit but maybe everyone has a certain amount of luck at a certain given time and it's pulling
0: all that luck and it's giving them one day bonus that's like that it is where they swap the luckiness yeah, what's that called? I don't know I the thing know. is parts of it she writes in a very clever way maybe actually J.K. Rowling is being cleverer than I am in this situation because actually now I'm thinking about it it is lucky that Dean and Ginny split up but Harry was inherently involved in that breakup because yeah. he pushed past them the Phoenix Felicis was nudging him yeah. to ask for Slughorn but Slughorn was already down Hagrid's And then he says, it's lucky that Filch left the doors open, which implies that Mm. Filch had a forgetfulness moment to not lock the doors, which that was not inherently altered by Harry's actions. So like... I think mm you're going to have fun with this when you get to that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of... Because there's some bits that are really clever. The bit where Harry pushes past is his inherent action... Causing and G- Dean to break up That's that brilliant for him. But The this doors is not <sighs> This is another example of when I feel like JK Has like really like beautiful world building But doesn't do the work To make it make sense. Yeah. Um, If it had been something like Harry had run into him earlier that day and caused him to somehow forget or something or like something Harry had done had called Filch to go somewhere else, which had then caused the doors to be unlocked. Like every chain of events somehow links back to Harry. The closest thing that I could think to link it to in science, that even (laughs) like... (laughs) doesn't even like this doesn't make any kind of sense but the only way that i can think to like remotely express it or compare it to something in the way that i picture it in my head would be like magnets in that luck is like a magnetic force in that everyone normally has like just like a certain standard degree of like magnetic lucky kind of pull towards them yeah and maybe this potion kind of causes them to have this stronger lucky magnetic force that causes other things around them to Mm. move in their favor Yeah. yeah that's how i and i know that doesn't fully make sense however that's kind of the best way i can explain what i have always pictured is that it is like this magnetic force pulling good convenient things towards the person with the greatest yeah yeah, yeah. I don't. We're not gonna get an answer. It's no. just like this is the first potion we've been introduced to that affects not only the drinker. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. To win this prize of Felix Felicis, they have to brew the Draught of Living Death in their first ever potion lesson. Dra- draught, 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 draught. The Draught of Living Death. I always pronounce that draught. In their first, it's because of, a... of your dyslexia. Mm. You're reading it phonetically. Yeah, I know. In their first ever potions lesson, did they have to make the draught of? Living peace? Is that like a cute little parallel that she's doing? Or did I fully make that shit up? Draft of peace, not living
1: peace, I think. I might have made that up. I I think draft of peace is maybe a thing, but... Don't know when. I don't think I could pin down when it... Anyway, yeah.
0: God forbid how to research this. But the whole point (laughs) of this chapter is that Harry says to Slughorn, yeah, me and Ron didn't get textbooks, because they didn't know we could take the class. Slughorn gives them two old textbooks and harry opens his up i was absolutely fully convinced so i was reading this with neil and i was like oh my god i have fully made a mistake so as i've said multiple times book six is the one i've read least it's the one i remember the least did you picture it like the film no not quite so i saw the the bit
1: really good though
0: yeah i I I was was gonna say really good scene i really like that interpretation so i saw the bit in the film where they're fighting over it and in my head I had mixed that with a line from the books that appears in a different book that said they had a silent but furious fight. Which was Harry and Dudley. Well done for getting it that quickly because I was sitting there going (laughs) It's me. Because I was absolutely convinced that Harry and Ron had a silent but furious fight over the textbook and because Ron is canonically bigger and stronger than yeah, harry yeah. he won and i was reading it like where's their silent but furious fight and then neil had to google the words silent furious fight harry potter and he was like that's book one what the fuck is wrong with you like what the hell <laughs> no, i, get I it. had made up an entire bit that i yeah. had put in here nice. and i was i really like the oh, idea that it there. could have been harry yeah. or ron yeah and harry got it because he's weaker i was like that's yeah. such a good bit i want it in there no i i think it's like one of the rare value adds of the films yes. that it it's because it's a funny it's thing to funny. be like it's oh, when they look at each other and go are we gonna fight are we gonna yeah we gonna fight over this? And, and yeah and they the ones in really good condition and one's really graffitied but actually the good one ends so up being the good. graffitied one like it's a rare good ad by the say, like
1: the score in that scene is one of my favorite pieces of score of the entire series i need to re-watch yeah i need need to re-watch i can't remember i feel like i watch so
0: much i'm just so used to the films that i don't really like process the individual moments and then it's why i want to go see and i know you've seen a few of them the like orchestra they are mind-blowingly good i really really want to go because i'm just like i feel like that's one of the things that would actually make me pay attention and not just yeah. they they are actually like i'm kind of like oh i'm just paying to see a film over it. no they are mind-blowingly amazing even if
1: you just listen to the score while you work you yeah. will pick out things because some bits of score will really you'll know exactly what's going on in the mm, scene yeah and some bits of score and by which i mean the entirety of the scores for books uh, scene films seven and eight
0: will give you no idea whatsoever <laughs> savage savage but yeah (laughs) this is the first time in six books i've come across something which i had fully transplanted from the films. Yeah. But my brain had gone, no, 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 because you remember a line from the book. It must be... Like, I was like, what am I, love I reading? That. I don't know what's happening. I love that you did that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I'm an expert on Harry Potter and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I've got something wrong. And it made me all Google it for me. So Harry has this book that has scribbles Why and Why has Harry not got his scales? Because we know he doesn't clear out his trunk. Yeah, he's like, I did bring scales. I'm like, surely they're the same bloody scales, idiot.
1: We mm. know, we literally know he hasn't been and he out went his back up to since his dorm. The end of last year because yeah. that bit of
0: mirror is still in there. Yeah. And he went back up to his dorm because he had a free period yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lunch break. So he could have like Maybe this is it. why he's been so bad at potions the entire time. He never he's never, he's scale. never owned scales. He's just like and maybe he <laughs> is as, as bad <laughs> as at like comprehending <laughs> weight as I am. What a good way to bring the episode all the oh, way around. Harry's sitting there like, oh, amazing, thank you. Amazing. Is this a bag of And Hermione's sugar. going, yeah, no, that's the same as a bag of flour. And he's like, but how much does a the bag, bag of flour, 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 flour weigh? Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by you not being able to tell someone that something weighs the same as a bag of flour. That doesn't make sense. You get different sized bags of flour. I meant a standard one clearly. I what? clearly no, no, meant no. a standard one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, to me, it's subjective. Harry is, again, a terrible narrator because he's internally like, these notes are so annoying. I can barely read the text. This bean really isn't cutting. I'm going to try following the notes. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, Harry, please have some sort of like... I love the way... What do you want him to do, though? But it's the way he's so annoyed in one sentence. And then literally the next sentence, he's like, oh, I may as well try it. Like... To be fair, I feel like I do this a lot. If if it was me, if the notes annoyed me that much, I'd be stubborn. It would take me three lessons to finally give the notes to go. Maybe you're more like Hermione then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) Maybe, maybe what I'm not getting is Harry's a completely different personality type to me. It's just
1: like, this isn't working. Someone's told me something different. <laughs> Let's give it you a go. know what? I, I feel know. like
0: this is like I feel, and this is something that me and Hannah will get because of our jobs. It's like when a social media platform updates and it updates, and you're like, "This is so annoying. Why have they done it?" Because it's like a button's in a different place, and I'm like this, <sighs> yeah. is and, and then actually, like, life. like a day later, you're like, "Actually, that's a lot better and a lot more logical that way." Yeah, <laughs> like you just sometimes you got to do the
1: U-turn. I love how slug slug ones like i do not expect a perfect potion from anybody and you're like yeah no wonder given how shit the textbook is yeah like
0: hey why is t- the textbook so shit
1: look i know this is meant to be like oh snape's this amazing potioner. this is you know showing just how extraordinary he is but how does it just makes slughorn look really dumb and it also, also the,
0: this implies the textbook hasn't been updated in 30 years as well yes. like shouldn't you be updating this mm, textbook yeah but to me it's annoying because it's not even like it's like and then you actually, you should add really like 25% more of this ingredient. That kind of thing. like, But it seems like it's the basic skills that are the ones that are like called into question okay. here. It's how you cut a certain type of bean. To me, that should be a thing. In the potion making community, it's like, actually this bean, if you just cut it, doesn't cut very well. So you crush it. That's a, that's a method so in potion I... making. Don't
1: quite agree. I think the the with the bean thing, it's very much like if you do it this way, you'll get some juice, and if you do it with the crushing method, you get all of the juice. Loads of juice. And that's a, like a sort of more subjective way of like doing it. Later on, when it comes to adding the anti clockwise stir every seven clockwise or whatever it is, can't remember which way around it is. I'm not looking at the right page. Um, that is not subjective. That is literally the wrong instructions. You know but, what I
0: mean? But like to yeah, me, what because, but what annoys me is we have from book one, clockwise and anti-clockwise stirring have been a thing, but never once has it been explained mm. what clockwise versus anti-clockwise stirring does. And like, just tell me what it does. Oh, why I is it different? To me, I those don't... things are methods. They're the, the way that you're doing something. It's not. I mean, obviously, the amount of juice that you get from a bean obviously does affect the actual, like, ratio of ingredients. But it's not like it's like, oh, actually, this ing- this potion is better if you use more of the juice. Yeah.
1: It's
0: that actually, it's the method of getting the juice. And then later on, it's the method of stirring the potion. To me, it seems like these are, like, fundamental ways of creating a potion that should just be, like, known things in the potion-making community that you cut yeah. not like this and therefore should be in the textbook. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. also like, Hermione has been following the textbook for five years and has got perfect or near-perfect no, she potions.
1: She's been following Snape's instructions. Ah, Snape has
0: always written the instructions yes. on the board. And they so Snape them down is writing his... And they
1: a- learnt those instructions... They had a book called Thousand Magical Herbs and Fungi" or something. Mm-hmm. So, so they they've never been following be learning...
0: textbook instructions. They've been following no. Snape's instructions. Yeah. That's this so interesting. This is the first time they've
1: ever been following a textbook. Potion,
0: but then why have they all been fucking it up for so many years? I've always assumed oh, that Snape just gives like, the textbook. I mean, no, no, I mean, Snape is giving his. I own. I don't know if
1: you remember doing like chemistry lessons in school, but even I would like regularly screw up. Yeah, the instructions. You, but I was we've been through this quite in, good at
0: science in school. Yeah. This is we've been through this in the podcast before. Like, you can have the perfect instructions and you can still fuck it up. Yeah, there is this disconnect between Snape as their teacher before and Snape as this expert potioner who has managed to alter the textbook also why is the textbook wrong yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It, and also if slug is an expert potioner why isn't he altered the textbook yeah. lily was apparently inherently good at this which i just believe she was copying snape like yeah. fuck off was lily yeah. he was just like telling <laughs> her what to yeah. do Yes, yeah i think 100%. so 100% lily was not an inherent potioner she was copying yeah. snape this yeah. is this is a complete lie like anyway yeah the yeah. point being harry wins there's a fucking stellar job of making this potion with his superior instructions that he suddenly has developed the ability to follow. He then runs like how did you do that? And Harry's like, "Oh, just luck or something." And then later on he actually explains when Draco isn't around to hear, he's like, yeah, "Oh, no, I, a I had a book. to." Bring it. And Hermione's Hermione like, obviously, how day, goes really? on one about it being cheating. Hermione should be furious that the book's instructions are wrong. wrong. She, she should, should be mad. If she doesn't write a letter to the book publisher Literally. that their instructions are wrong is unbelievable mm-hmm. for Hermione. She would be yeah. that yeah. night getting her parchment out and being like, she is so Dear book hurt. publisher. Yeah. She's so butthurt
1: about the fact that Harry beat her that she cannot see past that to the fact but she that she also actually
0: can't be happy for her... her friend. No, no, she
1: can't do that. It's either. not
0: Harry's fault he got a good book, but also write to the publisher and tell them they're wrong. Yeah. Do something about it, Hermione. Yeah he's anyway. just kind of impressed Harry smells the flowery smell again oh, yeah. <laughs> And lo and behold like Ginny appears But also at this moment He doesn't go God I wonder why I smelt that in the potion And then I smell it That's again so now Because oh, no, there is no God, connection Between no, brain no. and no. God forbid action. Harry have a thought <laughs> It's not until like three chapters time When he's like I might fancy Ginny It's like the same hour you smelt her in the potion and you smelt her in real life, you connected the two and you still didn't go, Yeah, I might be in love with Ginny. Yeah. You know, what he does think, though, he
1: remembers this time that she went through this horrible, traumatic experience with a
0: book. Thank mm-hmm. God, because last time he was just like, mm, Oh, you? yeah, what? I forgot. Forgot, sorry. I yeah. forgot, sorry. And she's like, convenient for you but he's just kind of brushes it off Ginny is really good stepping in and being like why are you following unknown instructions and Harry's like it's not like the other time it's quite a lot like the other time actually it's really similar to the other time really got some quite strong parallels to the other time like well it's not possessing but Harry ends up being like obsessed Obsessive about the book in a similar way Ginny got and it draws him away from things and like... And it has dark magic in it. Like, yeah, and Harry ends up doing things he doesn't want. They don't want. Know that yet. No, but he ends up no, doing things he doesn't want to do. But at this point he's like, oh no, it's like completely not the same thing and then in the end it turns out that it's kind of... Obviously it's not the same thing. It's it not. isn't a Horcrux. However, it still very much is like bad things written by a bad evil man <laughs> yeah there are like intentional parallels you need
1: to like cast the spell that said four enemies without knowing what
0: it did you know exactly no but one then it's like, that. no that was harry being an egotistical twat in that moment yeah yeah but we'll get to that but yeah mm. like to be fair hermione does a little magical check on it, which why didn't you learn that spell in book two, mate? Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> gotta save some time. The seemingly simple spell that you now have up your sleeve to check the book is evil. It's apparently not. Also, I originally wrote down, is this the earliest ever book title reveal? Because Harry, right at the end of the chapter, drops the book on the floor. Yeah. Because he's stupid. And then while all the other characters chatting, he picks it up but it's fallen open at its first leaf. And it says, This book is the property of the half of Prince. And at first I was like, The earliest ever book reveal. But then I remembered, No, Order of the Phoenix was quicker than this or a similar length into I mean, the book. There were so many introductory chapters. To so Order many. Of they weren't at school yet, but it was a long mm. intro. So mm. it might be similar, but we're pretty early on. It's funny because the, the chapter is trying to set up, Oh no, this book, like, it's fine, it's chill. But the book is called. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince and, and and the book has written in it property of the Half Blood Prince. You're like, do you know what? I think as the reader, I think I can work out this book's gonna be important. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what? I think I think this book's gonna keep be key to the plot here. Yeah. So don't No, but it. to be fair, it's a dumb nickname because it is a teenage boy that has given himself that nickname. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, you're not wrong. You know, it could have been worse. It could have been like my middle name is Danger. <laughs> it could have been Lord Voldemort an anagram of Tom Marvolo. Written. So no so it not could sorry have been not Lord Voldemort. I, I am. Yeah. Don't Lord forget Von. the I am. It the could have am be e. really important in the anagram. Mr Big Schlong. And that's the end of the chapter. What did everyone and potentially think potentially the episode name? <laughs> what did everyone think <laughs> really good chapter we have loved talked it. forever i'm so it's literally sorry for how late it is like 20 to 1 in the morning and it's <laughs> at this point did you oh, not expect to be i mean it's now long? a thursday i had a
1: suspicion i i'm lie. so sorry I, I i loved it the whole thing yeah. yeah, she never contacts brilliant. us again.
0: Yes, valid. <laughs> no,
1: screw that. I'm having you no. guys over my place. Chicken it's hard. funny because like the alcohol means like part of my brain is just completely spaced out from the whole thing, and it all feels <laughs> like kind of like a dream. Thank great. you so much for no, having thank me. Thank us. you thank so much for so so coming. So, so coming. Much.
0: Do you have anything to plug aside from science because that isn't real? Your Discord server is kind of amazing. People yes, should it go is. on it. It yeah. is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it it is. I say it's, it's a great. Beautiful
1: cursed incredible place incredibly cursed what
0: scares me the most is before our last episode release, where we started making egg jokes ah yes everyone Everyone renamed themselves after we had an egg cult but I don't um... understand how that happened before the episode about eggs got released yeah and then we started talking about eggs but then more recently I got everyone to change their profile pictures to these really cursed images from this quiz that I found yeah so everyone, right now, is just very Cursed, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's good time. It's, it's good time. Good time. I
1: loved this. Thank you so so much for having no, me. No, thank, thank you so you. much for coming.
0: And thank you all for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Yolanda, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, RMG, Patrick, Nick, Lewis, Layla, Catherine, Christopher, Ashley, Ash,